so yeah, we're going to do a entirely Chiefs podcast. Uh, that's all we're going to talk about is Chiefs stuff and how awesome the Chiefs are. And go. Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon or Mutilus on the forum. And this is Parker. Go by Dr. Mantis Toboggan, MD, on forums. Uh, this is Jeremy. Um, I changed mine recently. I, I just go, yeah, I just go by. It only takes me 13 seconds. Fucking deal <laughs> with it. <laughs> I, I love those jokes. Uh, my favorite that, it, not a Chiefs one, but my favorite one was like, I had, I had sex for an hour and 40 seconds last night. Thanks, Daylight Savings. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I like that one a lot. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, some quick announcements today. Parker, I'm going to go outside my comfort zone and do you a favor here. What? I'm going to count today as two probationary episodes because you were here before Jeremy. Hey! I think we'll make this, we'll make this a thing going forward. If you're bef- here, if you're logged in, ready to go before Jeremy, I'll count it as a double episode. Wow. Oh man! Yeah, so he's down to nine seventy six now. That's fair. Uh, Par- Parker, you still are in debts eleven of the pizza rollies. Yeah, uh, and you can't say the words pineapple blade or antiquing, or this other word that is uh, yet to be named, which is being used as an asterisk at the moment. So there's a secret word that you don't know that you can't say. Okay. Y- you have you guys been able to confer it. yet? Does it exist? Uh, uh, we have not, but I'm I I just thought of what it's going to be. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to message it to Jeremy right now. All right, Jeremy, check your, right. check your inbox. Okay. That's that's the, the word he can't say. So keep me honest. Okay. Uh, for, for right now, we'll Got just it. mark it with this little asterisk. And then okay. after that, we'll, we'll put it in with the actual word. Which On the keyboard, which one is uh, the asterisk? I don't know. Where is it? <laughs> What's the... It's above the eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Parker, Ooh. it's your segment. All right, so it's time for news. Let's get some news, 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 All right, so big heap of news, heap of news today. I mean, remember that time we had news of Palooza? Yeah. This is, this is not even going to compare. Not even sort of. It's, it's literally cannot. Minuscule compared to that. Uh, we're being facetious. This is a very weak news day. Weak. Yeah, weak news. Uh, so our weak news today, actually, I, I had to fish this from the gutter because I looked all over <laughs> for something new. But I found something that uh, if you were on Facebook, you could go, you could blow right by it. But they posted a picture of some random mutant models and said, "Hey, did you know these are all X Force models?" And if you paid close attention, you realize that it's not just the ones already listed on the affiliation card. So confirmed. The uh, X-23 and Honey Badger will be X-Force members, along with Colossus that's coming out new. So we know those will be the Colossus, uh, sorry, we know that'll be the X-Force affiliation members. We do not know if that's the extent of them that will be uh, uh, printed, but there will be an affiliation update, they said, the first week of February in this same thread. Uh, So Atomic Mass Games confirms an affiliation update. We assume it'll be for all of the mutants that are coming out, kind of within... 
the same month or two of each other. But maybe we'll see the shield included yeah. in that, but we'll see. I'm pretty sure it'll basically be for all the models coming out in the coming like month or two, which is going to be the newer mutants and um, probably shield. Um, uh, also, maybe Shadowlands. Who knows? Yeah, there might be a Shadowlands. We might see that. I think um, we we already uh, imagined that Honey Badger and X23 were going to go in there. Honey Badger was a little bit more maybe because she's only been an X-Men member that I know of. I don't know if she's actually a member of X-Force in any titles. But um, this makes X-Force officially the super regeneration faction. Oh, my God. How many regenerators uh, can so we regenerate? Who officially is in? I haven't seen the I haven't seen the picture. So the pic the picture is the original ones, which was Sabretooth, Cable, Wolverine, Deadpool, Domino. And the ones that have been confirmed added are Colossus, which we already knew from the affiliation list a long yeah. time ago, he was added to that. And X twenty three and Honey Badger. Okay. So basically just the two new ones that yeah. were pretty obvious. Okay. Right. But um but that means that one, two, three, four, five of its members now are the regenerating, and yeah, three of them are the ones that regenerate too. So X Force is really regenerating a lot. What I what I would hope what I really hope for is another X Force card because the X Force faction cards are meh. the The super stealth one is cool ish, but yeah, the other two are not good. Yeah, they're bad. Yoink is kind of funny, and Chimichangas is kind of funny. But they're both... Not... Those are Deadpool cards. They're not X-Force cards. Yoink isn't X-Force? It's a Deadpool card. Uh, but so what is it? It's just the, uh, the, one the that lets, assassinate one? Uh, the one that you have to kill the oh, highest member the... of their team, and it gives everybody power. Yeah, which and... is like... But it costs three power to use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one is the deploy plus... Or de- place Oof. range two from deployment, yeah. but can't move. Yeah. That just seems not good. Have we actually like tried it on the table to see if it's relevant? I haven't tried it because it's exactly only for cable, right? Um, yeah, or somebody else, like. or I th- yeah, it even has to be an X Force member. It can't even be somebody else who can place. Yeah, that was the thing that really got me. What's it called? Do you remember? Uh, Cat Mouse X. Cat? No, is it? No, is it? That sounds right. Yeah, it is. It is? Well, Holy well shit, done. It is Cat. Mouse. Look at him. Yeah, good call. Look at Jeremy uh, with the deep pockets. And I know, <laughs> man. An X-Force character placed within two of its current locations. Character cannot make a move. Cannot move more than once this activation. So you still get to go. So if you have a speed longer like Sabretooth, you could place him, move long, and pick up an abstraction. But then you wouldn't be able to use your second action Yeah, it doesn't do anything, yeah. Yeah, somebody would have to be there first. Oh, I guess if it was a secure point, you could wait for them to activate and contest it, and then you could... At, you could move long and punch them. Right. That would be an option. Still doesn't seem worth a tactics card. There's already so many ways in this faction to jump get, out and get, get somebody first turn. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of turn one damage done by X-Force. So I guess if you really wanted to double down on it and have a lot of, even a little bit more. But also, the one, unlike the other ways that you're going to do damage, this is not hidden. It's really obvious who's going to, like, it, it happens after deployment yeah. so as i mean your opponent can go cable, okay well they're right there yeah cable doesn't need it though right because he can place two yeah. by himself so yeah does he does he get enough range just doing that yes is it not a problem he he, okay. he hits he hits past he hits past range the, the midpoint um with this i could do the math but with that big of a base and the fact that he can he could move and place two and then shoot i bet he could shoot like rear deployment, deployment so yeah but yeah. yeah with a big five dice attack yeah. 
I love that I love that Cable just spins two to double tap first turn very often. But the reason why he gets to do that is, generally speaking, they don't know when he's going to do that. Like he can, yeah. So he can do that when he wants to. With this, it really is. It's it's you telegraphing yeah, spending a, a tactics card. I, I'm trying to think. I, the only thing I can think of is like Deadpool getting to double bang first turn, and that's so random that who cares, right? Uh, yeah. Domino could rapid be... Domino could rapid fire. That's not nothing. Um, but, but can she? It's range three, right? Yeah, she moves once. She could definitely range range three. But you could do that if you move once anyway, right? Uh, actually, on a medium move, medium if they're, small three. If they're behind, I've done played a lot of rapid fire recently. So if they're behind, if they're max the, max away. Yeah, if they're max away, I don't know if you make it. Maybe you do. Um, I'd have to check it out. We'll have to we'll have to measure that. Jeremy, can you go measure that real quick? Yeah, I just did it. I don't care. <laughs> I, like I think the thing is just did it, and I don't about, care. You're talking about something that doesn't fucking matter at all. Like it doesn't. We need Jake. That, we need Jake to check. Fucking is yeah, J- yeah. Jake would Jake would put this shit down real fast. He would have already done it. Uh, I don't have my tools here. They're in my car, or else I would go check. I mean, I have it right now. I have it right here behind me. Do you really yeah, want me Parker, to find out? Yeah, go check. Okay. Yeah, I'm go gonna, check. I'm, I'm going to find out. Fuck it. Is, is 3 plus 3 plus medium plus small equal to 9 plus 1 and a half? All right. While he's doing that, let's talk bad about him. Jeremy, you go first. Oh. Um, <laughs> he just... I, he smells bad. Deplorable. He smells bad. Um, yeah. Just awful terrible human being like with he's a terrible dresser um the thing about him, him he's wearing like he's wearing, he can't he can't hear oh us but we can God, see him because he's on his worst. webcam he's wearing like track pants and a t-shirt what an idiot i just can't believe how many kids he has tied up back there that's really weird yeah. i'm surprised that you can't hear the children screaming in the background but they he is a teacher and like like noise proof glass do you think yeah. teacher is actually just like a quote unquote he is the teacher like yeah. it's uh he wears a lot of leather for being an actual school teacher. I can hear you guys. I'm back. What, what? You can hear us now, but you didn't hear the worst parts. Oh, good. I'm glad I My was My favorite is, is every podcast, he has the camera on, and we watch him climb yeah. out of a box. Like grudge style. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, Parker, it looked like you were pacing it out on the floor because you kept walking back and forth. <laughs> I thought you were trying to pace it out on the floor. I was like, Parker, that's not how this I'm works. Pretty sure my, I'm pretty sure my, by sand, I'm pretty sure my foot. can't measure it by a, foot. It's a size four, a range four, pretty sure. Yeah, this left, this really bad mole on my left big toe is, uh, is exactly range three. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't do that. Did it work? I'm getting her done. All right, because remember, you have to put the, the objective down, so it's half an objective right. width, yeah, plus that. one, plus nine, and then you're using three and three and medium and two base widths. Yeah, I, I got it. I got there. bases out. Yeah. Um, it, if you align just barely, no terrain, and you're right in front of it, and they're right behind it, yeah, you get them. So you don't you get them you, without having to place. Yeah, you don't need the cat and mouse. What does this card do? <laughs> I don't know. By the way, that would be like if there's nothing in your way, you don't have to sacrifice movement anyway. But sure. that's it. This having this in your even in your ten but, for that scenario. But this isn't weird. even like this isn't even like an accident though, because there's gonna be generally speaking, it's extremely rare that you're not gonna have 
one of the secure objectives on the center line that has an unobstructed path, right? Right, right, right. That's very rare. Right. And maybe one of them will be obstructed, maybe two of them, but all of them being obstructed is pretty rare. Assuming that also half the time you're going to get to pick side. So you just deploy directly across from it, max distance, and your opponent has to not contest it, which you're fine with. I wonder... Like, if you get to double move and take the point, who cares? I wonder, Colossus is a medium mover, isn't he, or is he short? He's a medium. Because if he's, he's a medium me- base, uh, is he a medium I'll move? check. I was trying to wonder if maybe if Colossus could move and attack. He's a speed short. Oh yeah, well, shit. That doesn't even <laughs> like. I was trying to think. Does he get to move and attack somebody so he'd be in their face? But he's a protector. Like he should be bodyguarding. So I don't know. Um, what about Wolverine? What if Wolverine placed two, moved medium, attacked two? Does that get in? That's the exact same range as the domino measurement, so yes. It would allow Wolverine to attack on the first turn. No, it doesn't, because I, I, it's range 3 from... Rapid Fire is range 3 from domino. Yeah, but it, if you use cat and mouse, then two twos is equal to one three. It's the only direct equivalent distance. Uh, yes, there you go, yes. Yeah. Wolverine could So if do you that. use... Uh-huh. Deploy three directly across from a center objective, um, your opponent moves up and, and takes the objective... You can, and assuming you have already cat and moused, mm-hmm. he could move medium attack range two. Yes. Although, uh, to be fair, my favorite move is actually doing no matter the cost, and then you can just Berserker Barrage range one. Uh, sure, I agree, also. but we're talking about Tactus cards either way here. Right. But I mean, Berserker Barrage. both. But Berserker Barrage is also useful some other time. If you didn't get to sure. or didn't want yeah. to do that, you could do it some other time. Well, yeah, I mean, you not only get to place and then possibly throw them. So if it's yeah. a secure objective, you can clear them off and take it. That's right. huge. It's right. way better than Cat and Mouse. Yes. So I'm agreeing that it's a terrible card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. Uh, so yeah, I would agree. They definitely need some better cards. Any f- affiliation that has X in the title seems to have the worst fucking card. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, uh, Pretty Sneaky Sis is not horrible. I've seen yeah. it. I've seen it like cause give my opponent distress, but it doesn't. Um, it's very different doesn't. on an affiliation that has a bunch of people with charge versus an affiliation that sits back and does nothing. Right. So like the criminal version is better because their characters want to play into it, mm-hmm. and the the X Force characters generally want to charge you, so it doesn't do a lot. Right. It's interesting. It's still good. It's definitely their best card by a landslide, and mm-hmm. it's it's to the point where you're gonna put it in probably every list. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's just not as powerful as, I think, uh, Shadow Organization. But speaking of tactics cards, um, uh, all the re- uh, the Regenerator card, I can't remember the name of it right now. The Exceptional Healing. Yeah, Exceptional Healing. Exceptional Healing. There's a card with an X in it. Um, exceptional, it's not affiliated, though. True. Uh, but Exceptional Healing is going to get a lot more work done in this list. There, there was already doing a, a lot of work for X-Force, but now yeah. it's now it's got... When you could play... Would you could easily play three plus members that have healing factor? It's gonna be really annoying mm-hmm. to take down. Uh, oh, but don't forget, uh, we already have we already know a lot of the new X Force cards because it's gonna be the Honey Badger cards. Yes, the Honey Badger cards are not X Force. Those cards, are gonna be good. Yes, but they are good. They are. Yeah. They are so good. they'll have access to good cards, mm-hmm. and maybe that was intentional. They knew that there was a lot of character specific cards in there, like um, Fastball Special and uh, yeah. Weapon X Training and the. Oh, what I the forgot hell is his name. Wolverines and uh, the Badger card. Yeah, what's it called? Amazing like Jonathan. Darren the ba- Jonathan. John, John, Jonathan. Jonathan the Indestructible. Yeah, or something like mm-hmm. that. 
Yeah, I, yeah, so there's a lot of character-specific cards in there that are good. That is true. I forgot that Fastball Special, which is not an X-Force card, is an X-Force card, because if you're yeah. playing Colossus and him. Um, yeah, exactly. So I think it's... Yeah, there. Are, I forgot. There's no X-Force cards, but yeah, Fastball Special is going to be fantastic, as is... Yeah. Um, uh, as is, I think the Amazing Jonathan. I think it's the Amazing Jonathan. No, the Amazing Jonathan is a. Is no, a the Amazing Jonathan that's a, is that's a, that's a, magic, that's a Mazur that's guy. A the Amazing Jonathan magician, is a fantastic yeah. person. <laughs> Speaking of the Amazing Jonathan, did you watch the documentary? Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, no, I did not. My fucking god, he he ruins somebody's life. Oh no. Like fucking ruins his life with a joke. <laughs> He uh, so he signs up to have a documentary made about him because he's dying. I don't know if you know this, but I didn't he has know. terminal illness. No. Yeah. Uh, so the guy gets there and he films him, and he's like, he has like three years left to live, and so the guy's filming him, and then three years go by and he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So he's like, uh, I guess I'm just gonna keep filming, and then like, <laughs> so funny. And then he starts hiring other documentary crews to do documentaries on him. And the guy's like, uh, like, what's going on, Jonathan? He's like, well, you know, they, they asked me if they could do a documentary. He's like, well, I thought we had like an exclusive deal. And he's like, oh, I didn't know we were exclusive. <laughs> the guy's like, well, I just spent three years of my life doing this documentary. Like, what's going on? <laughs> it's just like that for fucking two hours. <laughs> Yep, pretty much. He's kind of a douchebag. <laughs> this guy literally is like about to like fucking quit his career over Jonathan being Jesus. a dick. So oh, good. He's a prick. Yeah. I was talking about he's just a great comedian. Oh my god. <laughs> Never break character. Ever. And they're like, is this guy actually dying or did he fuck with us? Like, yeah, that's... <laughs> so I guess the point where the documentary guy confronts Jonathan going, I need to know if you're actually dying or if this is a prank. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course I'm dying. Are you just throwing this in my face? <laughs> it's so oh, good. That's awesome. And, and spoiler alert, if you want to watch it, mute yourself for five seconds. But uh, it just ends on a cliffhanger. You don't know what happens. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Great. So good. Uh, it's called Jonathan. Oh. It's, it's, the card is for the official Jonathan the Unstoppable is the name. The, of the Unstoppable. Card. There you go. All right, cool. Uh, so that's the end of our news. Very exciting news. Mm -hmm. um, so let's move into currently playing. Um, I have played a game. Well done. Uh, no, long, no longer will I be known as the podcast member that has never tried this game. <laughs> I have now played a game. There you and go. And it was good. Uh, I got to play John. That was a very fun game. I like playing John. John's a good opponent. Uh, he played an exact copy of my list in every way. Uh, so we just played a perfect mirror. It was very boring and terrible. But uh, no, but really, uh, I played Defenders, that Defenders list we've been talking about. Can we make teleporting hulks good? Uh, he he played Can We Make Wizards Good? And it was interesting. So he played Convocation into my Defenders. He had New Strange. I had Old Strange. Um, he also had Hood. God, I'm trying to remember who else he had now. Hood. Mordo. And... He had to have been using dr voodoo i don't think he was i don't think he had voodoo no we played, you we wouldn't played play fairly low points well i mean it's john he's not he's not meta decision guy so i don't know if he's even tried voodoo yet so i don't know that he knows how broken he is <laughs> uh i'm just forgetting the other character he had shit i had uh, a very well balanced oh no we played high points i had hulk dr strange no stone uh ghost rider and wong and he had, shit, this is going to kill me now. Um, Strange, Hood, 
Mordo? Eight. He had Mordo. I saw that. Mordo, 11. It's like eight points still. I, I think he had uh, Dr. Voodoo. Did he? I, I, I remember him having it because I saw it painted. That's the only reason I would have seen him. I think it was it. on his tray. I don't think he played with it, though. Oh, no. He had Scarlet Witch and his own Wong. He had Scarlet Witch and Wong. That was his last uh, huh. seven points. I forgot. Scarlet Witch and Wong. Um, yeah, because he was exactly affiliated because Hood and Scarlet Witch weren't affiliated. Okay, good. I remembered. All right. Uh, so moving on. Uh, the game was very fun. Uh, I managed to play Portals uh, fairly late in the game. We were doing um, Research Station Attacked and um, the roll to gain control of the Deformation one. Um, Mutant Madman? No. It was Energy Defense. Oh, Spider Portals. That was it. Spider Portals, because we were getting placed all over the place. That'll do it. Uh, Yeah, so obviously my list is more in your face and his is more like skirmishy. And so he kind of wants to sit back and shoot me. Um, so I basically got to the point where he had to decide to put Hulk on the center point, or put a character on the center point so Hulk could destroy them. Um, I sent Ghost Rider and Wong to opposite flanks to take the side points. Uh, he sent Scarlet Witch to counter Wong, and so Wong died very quickly. Uh, and then my Doctor Strange basically fought his Doctor Strange for most of the game. <laughs> Which went surprisingly well. I was actually very shocked that it went so well for me. Uh, it is very annoying because his stupid Tactus card that changes everything to Mystic Damage counters my leadership ability. <laughs> and so I couldn't change the damage types because mine triggers on um, action use, his triggers on target. And so I was like, well, shit. Wait, oh, I actually wondered about that exact interaction the other day. Yeah, mine, the, the defender's leadership happens before the tactics card triggers. Because his gets his triggers when his character is targeted. Mine is triggered when you declare the attack. Um, at least I think so. Am I misremembering this? I might have fucked that up now that I'm thinking about it. Rules PDF. <laughs> I got to look at the timing chart. I'm pretty sure I did it right. Parker, can you look up, or can one of you guys look up the, uh, the defender leadership on Doctor Strange? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Doctor Strange. What's the trigger? Doctor Strange. When an allied character declares an attack before choosing a target, it may spend one. Yeah. Yeah, and his works on target. So, yeah. I thought it was super obvious, which is why I didn't even bother arguing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so anyway, uh, that completely shut me down. However, when that card wasn't in play, uh, it was very good. Because being able to just be like... Because a lot of his dudes have twos in defense. And so it was able to just go through his defense pretty easily. Uh, Doctor Strange is a son of a bitch, though. Uh, his defense is really dumb. <laughs> I was actually... Uh, what, go ahead. Uh, changing everything to physical... Or to mystic and then having the energy absorption mystic. I did a... Um, a pennant stare attack into him and did zero damage, but that's because I rolled one hit. <laughs> but uh, that was very annoying. Uh, and then the second pennant stare, I did eight hits, and uh, it was a physical attack, and he did not like that one very much. <laughs> he basically died. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually wondered the other day is I know they they pretty convocation right, uh, and then they mm-hmm. hit Asgard with the nerf hammer several times, just bopped it right on the head. But I was yeah. looking at Asgard the other day. I go, is it Asgard like the natural predator for convocation? Like tons of physical hits, tons of throws everywhere. Like they're going to be able to make use of the the bad. Well, but defense. the the action throws of throwing a character is only going to do one damage. 
And no, so but, it's not as aggressive. Well, but the the Asgardians all have, they just they have throws. They can constantly throw items at the complication. Yeah, I guess. Um, the big one is going to be braced. Obviously, I'm just worried that you won't survive long enough because they actually hit surprisingly yeah. hard. Uh, but yeah, maybe because the they're going to make everything mystic damage on the important turn. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and they have the equivalent of Rainbow Bridge too. I didn't even realize that they was do. one of their cards. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. They have they have the equivalent. Uh, uh, they have the equivalent of Rainbow Bridge, uh, Cosmic Invigoration, Dark Rain. Like they have. Almost all the yeah. great cards in the game, they have. A they have like them. yeah, the who's who of good tactics cards yeah. as like all their stuff, which is the main reason I want to give them a try. And a lot of their stuff doesn't even say convocation only. Like you can play whoever the fuck yeah. you want, right? Um, or rather, it says you have to target a convocation character for most of them, but it benefits mm-hmm. whoever, everybody. Yeah. yeah, or like convocation has to play it, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, important stuff happened. Basically, though, because of his his list build, he wasn't able to fight me fair. Because I have Ghost Rider, Hulk, and Strange, so like I can hold the middle point extremely well. So John did a good job of spreading out with his tactics card and going and getting the points around me. Um, and he got a little luckier than I did on the um, the the scenario point rolls on the first turn. But then his dice turned on him really hard, and he missed like four or five in a row on four dice. Like he got really bad scenario point rolls in the middle term of the game. And because of that, I was able to get the researcher to the second point basically on turn three. We pushed on turn two, but I got it turn one. And then so turn three, I got it to the back point. And by that point, I was only down three points. For, or I, was, I was at 13. And so I only needed one point to, to make it to the control phase. And I won. Because the researcher was going to score me two regardless, even if I didn't control it. So I basically just said, Ghost Rider can run away with a point. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ghost Rider was zooming all over the place, and uh, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, actually died to his uh, uh, Spirit of Vengeance. He rolled um, on my Doctor Strange, blanked out, re-rolled into three crits, and died. <laughs> it was quite awesome. Couldn't happen to a nicer fella. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I had some pretty fortunate dice rolls uh, for that game, but it was really fun. Uh he definitely set up the turn to kill Hulk very well by playing that uh, the equivalent of Dark Rain. I don't know what it's called, but where you get to roll uh, all your Mystic dice. Orb of something. I, I know the art. Yeah, yeah, it's the Orb of something. But uh, it lets you reroll attack dice that are Mystic, and Hood was on his backside, so he charged and did Dark Lightning into me. <laughs> I was like, God damn it! So he hit me for like fourteen hits or something crazy. Oh like, no no! Shit. I was sorry. Orb of Agamotto is their placing. It's the plane of Puldock. That's the, yeah. the dark green card. So anyway, he came in and hit Hulk for a whole bunch in like one or two hits with uh, with uh, Hood. But then I played Portals immediately after he did that, and I dropped Strange and Ghost Rider on top of Hulk and played Vapors of Valtor on Hulk. And so he basically had to stop attacking him because I just reroll all of his dice after he rerolls his dice, which it negates his modifications and completely tanks his rolls. And with Hulk's new defensive stats and rerolling mechanics, because he was capped out on power, it was going to be very hard for him to get any damage through. So he basically had to uh, like knee jerk, pull out, and go go after somebody else mm-hmm. on that turn. So we were we were both using our tactics cards to great effect. Uh, but yeah. The uh, portals is as broken as I remember it. That card is definitely not okay. Yeah, it's good. It, it's right. crazy to see someone just kind of pop through and they're like, ha ha, I'm right here. 
what surprise here's hulk and ghost rider and you're like what <laughs> and then, like, your whole army dies like can you guys leave please all right so tell me about your guys games parker did you play some guys uh i, I well i played uh I, I built my hulkbuster and so i was really excited to to play it and so I looked at my Some Guns list, with which was based in Cabal, and I thought maybe I could port it over to uh, Sam Spam, uh, mostly because Sam does he doesn't have rapid fire, but he does attack twice on a wild with his uh, shield, and so he's similar to rapid fire, and a bunch of rapid fire models can fit in the list. So it's um, the rapid fire core is Sam Winter Soldier, uh, Black Widow, uh, Hood, and. Uh, I don't think I fit Valence Space for Punisher. So that's like the four character like core that's going to do rapid fire. And the idea was maybe I'd also get to play Hulkbuster. And so Hulkbuster was there, along with the regular kind of Sam Spam fare. Um, and uh, basically I found out that I think I'm done trying to improve some guns. I think I did it. I think the Cabal version is the best one. And I I guess I'll just never... I will never get over how I, how inefficient I feel Sin is. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, Sin is a stealth model with rapid fire. I, that should be enough, right? But the, and hit and run, uh, and hit and run. Like it sounds like it should be enough, right? But I, I, in all the games I've played with that list, I feel like she doesn't. The the leadership never contributes anything meaningful, and she never contributes anything meaningful. I'm not sure if it's like her four health on the yeah, front side, or you just rather her be any of the other rapid fire models, basically. Yes. Yeah, I, I would rather like I. I, I seriously think the list would improve if I went um, without a leadership and just played Cabal, um, and just so I could play Dark well, Rain. Like that's that you could like Dark Rain by itself is a better reason to play the list than Sin's leadership or Sin, which is really weird. But, you could cross your fingers and just hope there's a Hydra affiliation coming down the line. Yeah, I think um, I actually think that my original. Um, the idea about Sam doing it is not horrible and Sam's leadership is better. But the problem is when you're looking at like the Sam list and the Sam spam, the Sam spam list works really well with all the DR guys, like all the standard Avengers. It works so well. And I felt like switching it to rapid fire isn't what it wants. Maybe I need to try the, to take out Sid and just find one more point to put down red skull and see if the teleporting red skull, um, also getting one extra power on every rapid fire hit sounds you know, sounds great. Like, could I get to, to use that extra power for other things? I will say there was one standout uh, model in our game. I'll talk about the game I actually played with Jeremy, uh, which was Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow is uh, Agent Widow, not a Little Widow. But Agent Widow was interesting because basically, if you didn't one shot her, it was really hard to get her, and she was doing yeah. one plink damage and and doing damage herself. Uh, she stayed. Uh, she got one. She got one shotted by a lucky roll. Uh, early in the game, like a turn two, and then she lived for several turns, holding on to the senator. And Jeremy just couldn't get her down really easily. If she does yeah. with her four physical defense, if she rolls hot against physical damage, um, with with the stealth and uh, parting shot, like she's just very difficult to get to pin down. So, um, I think she's actually really strong if you have opponents that have a lot of range two attackers. Like, if your yeah. opponent has, like, Sabertooth and stuff, well, Sabertooth might not be a perfect example because he is aggressive, but right. but people like that that have a lot of range two attacks. Because mm-hmm. you can just parting shot and stay within three, but 
be out of range too. And so if they don't have a charge mechanic, they can't attack you again. Right. And they basically have to move away or you're going to shoot them. Right. Also, she's, but she, the fact that she has stealth means that like somebody nearby can't just turn their gun over to her. Like yeah. it, it may not, it may not be advantageous. So she is actually like a surprisingly strong, like in the mix character for, for not having it on, on paper. She doesn't look like she would be, but if she doesn't get one shotted, she lasts way longer than she looks like she should. Also, uh, interrogation yeah. popped. Interrogation popped twice, and so that was pretty cool. Like she was two mm-hmm. victory points in the game, which was kind of awesome. So, um, I was impressed. You know I was impressed by Agent Widow in that game, and whether I don't know if I'm going to play her all the time in Cabal, but I think actually Agent Widow might get a little bit more in Cabal because having that much more power means she's that much more difficult to to pin down with having parting shot available all the time. And party shot and interrogation with somebody like a Red Skull Cabal. If I'm going to switch to the Red Skull, just to make that uh, make my leader more effective in the rapid fire list. So, so we never talked about um, this when we were talking about Nick Fury. But what about Agent Widow with Nick Fury? Because she also generates victory points. Yeah. Did we not? Did we really not talk about that? Uh, no, I think no. I we mentioned it when we were talking about victory point getters in general we talked about that it's an ability in the game did we not talk about the combination of both of them though yeah the fact that she can help you manage whether or not you want to be on top or on you know equal to or above or below yeah well it helps if you if you do get behind and you need to catch up this is a great way to get tied again right because you could potentially be scoring two points off of not scenario effects every turn Mm -hmm. i think that's pretty pretty powerful it's really powerful at some point all right uh so Parker, is there anything else you want to talk about your list? I think um, you basically, basically just said that it's not as efficient as you'd like it to be, but you yeah. think you're you're done trying to make it better. Yeah, I think it's. I, I wish, I wish that like something just appeared and I could find like ah yes, this is the thing you're supposed to do with sin, and maybe maybe some. I wish I would have played a lot of games to find that out, but maybe I haven't totally given up on the list because it was a really fun list and it was very effective with its tactics. So I don't think there's it's wrong. I just wish Sin did something else. The one thing I hadn't tried yet that I probably just need to literally just bite my cheek and do it is put crossbones down and just and see what happens. If I spend three points on crossbones, does that f- make Sin feel like she's doing something? Can I take, you know, uh, priority sometimes? Because that would be amazing. Um, yeah. Could I take, um, could having like a sticky character in there feel better than just letting... Punisher take it on the chin when I really want him to stick up and and do a lot of damage. Like, um, there are, but man, it doesn't it doesn't feel as good as Zemo like for the list. I feel like Zemo's going to get so much more done than he does. But maybe maybe I need to try. Um, that. Cool, Parker, uh, Jeremy, uh, you played a game. I played two games. Played two whole games. I played that's, two whole that's games. Twice as many games as I played. Um, yeah. So I'm still messing with Dormammu. Uh, it's a big model that's really cool and has fire fucking swirling around it. Uh, so I wanted to play that. I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna play playing that for quite a while actually. It's uh, it's entered its purest form yet. Um, I was gonna say it's fun. I don't know that it's good, but there's oh, no I, question I, it's fun. I think I've unlocked it. I, I have kind of a combo with it now that's pretty interesting. Uh, I was gonna say so I, let, let's put let's put heavy quotation marks around Dormammu because I did not play Dormammu. No, you didn't. I fucker. did not. <laughs> you played what Dude, you deserved. Elab- you played elaborate. what you deserved. Elaborate. You did what you did. <laughs> um. So, 
I played Jason. We played Standard Demamu versus uh, Sam Wilson. Uh, I've played so much goddamn Sam now. Like, I just kind of look at it and I say, well, there's not a lot I can do about it. Start grinding into the models. And I don't fall for the try. I don't kill anybody. I just kind of grind them all down and then kill them all at once. That's kind of the yeah. goal. Obviously, it doesn't happen that way all the time. But if you let me do that, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and that's my best chance of winning. So I ended up winning that game with him. Um, and I played Dormammu. And, oh, that was my... <laughs> That was with the uh, when you came over and go do this, and I'm like, yeah. "Fuck it, I guess I'll do and it." You're like, "There's no way that works." I'm like, "Trust me, it works." Yeah. And then you played, and you're like, "Yeah, that works." It actually worked out pretty well against yeah. those guys. Um, you look at you look across tables like there's no way a three model list that includes a three pointer can't die. Literally, is impossible to kill. Yeah. So it was Ghost Rider, Dimamu, and uh, Luke Cage with yeah. the proper tactics cards and all that stuff, and it worked mm-hmm. out just fine. Uh, then after that, me and Parker played, um, and yeah, I, I think I, I think the version of the list you're playing, Parker, is a diluted version of a good list. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of a, a mixed bag, which yeah, um, you did roll really bad that game. It was one of those you rolled four dice and mm-hmm. nothing happened, and four dice and nothing happened, and four dice and nothing happened. Um, and I don't remember how or why, but we ended up going low points. And I was like, okay, well, the second half of my list is actually better than the first. So I dropped Web Warriors into it, and it did what it does. And my shit actually worked, so I ended up winning that game. <laughs> yeah. Parker, I, I do think there's going to be an opportunity for a modified some guns list in X-Force coming up. Because Cable, while not being what you want for the Rapid Fire list, does give you more offense. And then Honey Badger is going to be a pseudo-incinerate. So a combination of um, Cable's Incinerate and Honey Badger is going to drop people's defense by two. And then you just flood the list with rapid fire characters. I think that could work. Mm-hmm. Also, you don't really, it's something you can do. Like you, you wouldn't necessarily lose anything by filling in the last, because that's one of the things about X-Force. You put in the X-Force members, then what? Well, you could just put in Winter Soldier, Punisher, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Even Deadpool, because Bang is basically right. rapid yeah, cause, fire. Yeah, because yeah, Bang, because you have Bang, Domino's a rapid fire model, a great one. Uh, yeah. So it's like it's it's ba- it's Deadpool ish, Domino absolutely, yeah. um, Honey Badger assists, and also here's the thing about Cable is the one of the Cable was actually the original original inspiration for this rapid fire list because I love that Cable starts rolling dice on turn one. Like he's the first model I noticed. What it doesn't say on his card is start contributing damage and dice on turn one. Double tap on yeah. turn one, which is really awesome. So it, yes, his card says this attack. This model can attack twelve times in a game. Right. And so you're trying to increase that number, but there's only twelve actions. So yeah. now you have to start attacking more than twice a turn. Right. And then rapid fire comes up. Right. So, but the, he does feed into that mode. He does feed into that, like, just roll more dice, roll lots of dice, uh, more consistently. It also, because some of those characters only rapid fire on a hit, having mm-hmm. the reroll available on the attack rolls that you don't trigger it is increasing the likelihood that they rapid fire. Right. Which is far more important than the results on the dice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, um, and, and if you want to, if you get the magic numbers that you'd like and you want to say, well, I want to do, you know, I want to put the standard Wolverine, Colossus, Cable, X-23, Honey Badger, just like, you know, play X-Force, X-Force. You can still do that. But being able to switch to mm-hmm. Rapid Fire, I think it's a good call. I don't think I've ever going to totally put down Rapid Fire models ever now. I love, I love oh, the yeah. efficiency they're, of it. They're so efficient. I think we, everybody kind of knows that. And so we were, you were just testing how far you can push it, really. Right. And I will like, say, Jeremy was correct in our game. Uh, 
the first time ever, Rapid Fire was cool, like, for two turns in a row, which is really weird. Usually, the, one of the benefits of Rapid Fire is if when I double tap with it, one of the models, one of the attacks does five damage, right? So it's like one, zero, zero, five. This just generally kind of what happens because spikes happen. Um, in that game, I got no spikes. It just it just was nice and cool the whole time. Yeah. Uh, the, Have you tried the unaffiliated version of the list where you literally just take like the six best rapid fire models? Uh, no, I haven't yet, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't like mm. because the the best tactics cards for the list that I've encountered so far are Hood's Gang, Deception, um, Dark Rain, obviously, but Dark, that's expensive. Yeah, in right. uh, you have to play Cabal members, right? Uh, like honestly, Bit, Bitter Rivals. Yeah, Bitter Rivals. Yeah, so like the Bitter Rivals, Field Dressing, Hood's Gang, and Deception is what I was playing almost every single game. And I've learned that Deception is not good in every single mission, that it should not be played. But um, I actually really like Mystique in this list. I do not know if she's a really good list in Brother if she's really good in Brotherhood, but man, she felt great in Rapid Fire because I didn't need great action economy. They were coming to me or else I was just gonna shoot them all. Um, so she found tons of ways to to always get to contribute a bunch. Um yeah, I think I think there's, I don't think, I don't think I found the absolute limit of it, but it might be the first list that I'm excited to play unaffiliated, which is weird. I just don't like that. I don't like it, but it could. Yeah, turn, and Domino weird. turn one can incinerate whoever you want. So if you also have Honey Badger, you you just point at somebody and lower their defense dice by two, and then you have a reroll on offense. That just seems like you don't even need that much to kill people when you when you're doing that. Like even Thanos falls down to that. Uh well, I mean Cable also likely incinerates somebody turn one because he has a wild. Right. His yeah. is wild. Mm-hmm. So uh Domino auto does it, yes. But um there's <clears throat> I think X Force is probably gonna I love X Force, so I don't I think when when the Badger which when and I love X twenty three and Honey Badger. And I like Colossus. I was a little uninspired by his model because it's kind of simple, but I think it's all—I think it's actually one of the things X Force would love to have. So I'm yeah. definitely going to be playing X Force when the new models, when those three mutants come out. I'm definitely going to be putting them down. So Jeremy, back on your Dormammu list, uh-huh. um, you're talking about how you played the purest form of it. Uh huh. What What is that? What's different about it? Well, all the builds I had in the past, um, I wasn't sure of the models—the the ten models to go in the list. But then when I added in Web Warriors and flushed it out, I think that every point total and all the missions now are workable. I don't have to play Dormammu. I don't have to wedge him into points that don't matter. Um, I can play the best models for what I want to actually achieve. And Web Warriors pull that so off real easy. What you're telling me is if you include, you just take Web Warriors, which are the best list in the game, mm-hmm. and then add a Dormammu in the 10, the list is fine. No. Because okay. I actually, <laughs> actually, that's true. However, yeah, I feel like that uh, would be true of most good lists. Is you could just add in Dormammu as the tenth and just say fuck it. My my total intent is Dormammu plus Doctor Strange plus whatever. Um, but at certain points, so you basically got Dark Dimension soup mixed into a Web Warrior list. Uh, sure, sure. I don't hate that. It seems solid. I mean, I. I the main idea is it definitely it, gives your opponent a lot to think about at list selection. Yeah, because they're they're trying to think about how to not get t- you know drug off points, and then also Dormammu's hanging out in there somewhere. So, and I love the idea that between Strange and Dormammu and whatever three point model, that three point model is what it kind of sets it apart. Uh, it can be 
um, Ghost Spider, which is phenomenal. Uh, it can be Luke Cage. It can be like it really is one of those like okay, what scenario are you playing, and what is across the table potentially, and yeah, it, it has tons of options. Which before I was kind of uh, pushed into corners a lot of yeah. what do I do here? I don't even know. I'll do my best, I guess. Now I feel like I actually have, you have agency. Tried, have you tried Shuri as the three pointer? No. Um, I just feel like Feel the Power of Darkness combined with Panther Gauntlets is just going to be so much pushing away that your opponent's going to be just like dragging themselves around by their fingernails trying to stay near Dormammu just to contest points. Uh, I was going to say on that note, the only Dormammu list I put together, the one I'm going to play if I ever get around to playing Dormammu, is exactly what you're doing, Jeremy, but it's four Wakandans instead of four Web Warriors. Because I think, mm. I think like one of the things we're talking about has how you if you want to play models with Romama, you want to play models that you can use all their power. Uh, you can use all Shuri's power. Like you're going to use all of her power and you're going uh, to use. I Black don't Panther. actually think that's always true, you but yeah, think so? if you're playing it smart, you can. Right. Um, you'll, I think you'll forget to reroll a lot of the time because you literally will be rerolling like hits sometimes to get rid of all of her fucking power. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, Black Panther, like on his backside, he's going to use all of his power. Um, on his front side, I think he will accumulate a bunch of power if you're if you're not careful. But he does have mm-hmm. ways to his, dump uh, it on his turn. Yeah, his um, explosive blast is huge. Yeah, so you can, and he doesn't take that much damage, so he doesn't get right. flooded with power very often. Right. So I think uh, Black Panther and Shuri are good. Are I think really strong for Dormammu, and mm-hmm. then you can just switch. Add more Wakandan characters if you're like, I can't play Dormammu right now, but I'm going to play Wakandans. Um, but I think Web Warriors is also a really strong idea. I think, Ghost, I like you, I think like you said, Ghost Spider is a really strong add. Are you just take? <clears throat> did you already build this list, or this is just theory craft? No, that's what I played against Parker. No, I, I was talking to Parker. So oh. Right. oh, yeah, I built it. The oh. Wakandan War... Who's your... Do you have all six Wakandans, or no. just four? It was four. It was... Because um, I think you cut Killmonger, right? It was, yes, it was. It was Killmonger because Storm has a throw. You did uh-huh. uh, so it was. It was Black Panther, Okoye, Shuri, and Storm was in it because I actually thought Storm could use all of yeah. her power. Because that was that was my thought is that she can dump a crazy amount of power because she's uh-huh. got multiple three cost powers, right? So I th- I thought that would be good. Yes. You can be like, hey, look, this beam is seven dice, like yeah. blah, 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 or, or six dice. You throw them, and then you throw another character. And mm-hmm. so you feel, felt like she could really get rid of it. And she's hard to get to because of her uh, super stealth. Right. So I, that's actually Storm. The reason why I got to Wakandan as the answer is I looked at a bunch of the three-pointers in the game and tried to look at the ones that you could spend a bunch of power, either offensively or defensively. And Okoye can spend it-ish for bodyguarding. Shuri spends it for rerolls. So everybody wants rerolls, and Storm uh, can spend it offensively at least. And Black Panther would love to have it on his backside, on his front side, his ways to, yeah. to dump it. The only one who I think would cannot just absolutely cannot play with Dormammu is Killmonger. And I don't know how much you play Killmonger in Wakanda anymore. 
I don't know when you're uh, super in Wakanda. I think he's important because you yeah. need the the high damage, but I don't think you need that if you're playing Dormammu. And so, if you want to play an actual Wakandan like faction within, and you're not just playing Dormammu all the time, I think Killmonger probably makes the list. No. Also, same thing as as um, Black Panther. I don't think Killmonger. If Killmonger's taking a bunch of damage, he's probably dead because they're not going to deal with a half dead Killmonger. <laughs> right. Like he's dying. And so I was also curious, I, I just pulled up his card seeing if he could maybe repeatedly pay the one to count his blocks instead of his hits, but I think you can only do it once, because uh-huh. the trigger only happens once. I think the uh, the original list I had was a bunch of three-cost guys who throw things, um, like I think it was Drax, because he gets better when he takes damage, uh, and mm-hmm. he throws things. Um, likes Luke, power. Yeah, likes power. Luke Cage... Um, there was just a bunch of, it was like random three cost soup of good stuff plus the Wakandans and I originally didn't have Killmonger, but I see the point. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Jeremy, I like that concept where you've got like a, a lot of utility characters built in there that that also do something outside Mm -hmm. of just be good utility characters for Dormammu. It's They've got like a separate faction built in there too. Yeah, I learned a lot um, playing a bunch of... The worst version was playing a bunch of threes. Like, all they did is Mm -hmm. spray themselves with damage. Like, they just all ended up murdering themselves. It was horrible. That's why I liked Luke Cage, because Luke Cage could either spend the power, because he has good spending abilities, or he just... You want him to have power because of the bodyguard situation, so it's fine. Um, I will say this uh, on this podcast. Uh, We have talked about it many, many times when web warriors gets to play 14 points like how dumb it is when web warriors gets to play 14 points i had never played mm-hmm. against that never got to play it myself that is oh, yeah. that's dumb as shit um yeah. <laughs> you're uh, welcome. because because i was when, stare- when both people are playing four models and your opponent's yeah. four models move your four models it's really not uh cool. yeah <laughs> what i was looking at i was like i was like when i played web warriors before i didn't feel like it was like a complete shellacking mm-hmm. uh when I played it the first time, I, I was totally caught by everything because they're they're a lot of traps. But um, the this time, I was like, "Wow, I do not have enough stuff to deal with fourteen points of web warriors. I need more stuff." Yeah. Um, well, also at fourteen points, generally speaking, you don't have a, like an elite level character to deal with the defense abilities they have because their Mm -hmm. dice mods make them reasonably defensive Mm -hmm. and so you just can't quite punch through their defense fast enough and they just get ahead on points there's nothing you can do uh to be fair i was excited to use hood because i had hood's Mm -hmm. gang and hood and it's mystic it's a mystic rapid fire attack so here we go this is something that they would should not like to see and then hood for three turns in a row rolled no hits. he did (laughs) He shit the bed. Like, he really I, did. I, I actually, it was the Hood's attacks Wait, the on the Hood's gang turn with the rerolls for Hood's gang against his <laughs> Miles. Oh, by the way, Miles had the Senator, so he's one defense uh, die less. He was one defense yeah. die less Miles with unable to reroll. I, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. That just means he gets to reroll all of his dice. <laughs> I just... Uh, that makes his defense better. Hood, no, yeah, I... Hood did one damage in two turns with that. Yeah. It was so sad uh so the problem with hood is he's got the uh the rapid fire on hit and so it's just such quicksand because if you the first one you don't roll a hit on like halves your damage and then the second one you don't roll a hit hit on is like one eighth of normal damage it's so brutal 
Uh, with Hood's Gang, I still rolled. I would roll a hit, and he would block the hit or something like that. I'm talking about. Oh yeah, damage. it was terrible. So you were triggering rapid fire though. Mm-hmm. No, I uh-huh. rolled eight times. I rolled. Eight <laughs> it was. Times. It was really stupid. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. But it was. It, it, it was just as stupid. Me trying to kill fucking Agent Widow. Like, yeah, Agent Widow was doing things that were just unbelievable. Like, yeah, yeah. Agent Agent Widow is the only reason why that was a game is because she was actually being (laughs) very difficult. Uh, so this is probably the longest currently playing segment we've ever done, but uh, there's a lot of interesting games that happened. Yeah, there's some weird stuff going on. All right, uh, moving on to hobby projects. Um, I mentioned last week that I wanted to try and get Hulkbuster assembled and painted for the january painting competition yeah i'm proud to announce i have made very little progress on that <laughs> almost none uh, i i did get him assembled hey. uh, i just need to glue the smoke onto the base and he's ready which i don't know if i'm going to do yet i thought about just painting him before i glued him on the base but i think i'm going to go ahead and glue him on the base we'll see uh it'll be easier to hold that way um but yeah, he's basically assembled. I haven't put little guy to get fully together yet. He's like half assembled, but I just haven't touched him since last week. Uh, so this weekend, I'm going to have to go nuts to get it done. We'll see. I don't know if it'll happen. Um, so what about you guys? Have you worked on any hobby projects? I had to put Hulkbuster together again, because after my first game... Oh, I, yeah, that's right. He that broke, I, right? That I would just put, he broke... Oh, by the way, so he broke in the middle, because there are a few contact points, but it's not fantastic there's so, plenty there's plenty uh, I, I think i just put i think i just uh put them together way too fast and didn't get yeah, it yeah you, you didn't get the glue time yeah. or you didn't put enough glue on or you put it together badly yeah one, one of three. so i uh, so this time i decided uh so it, it came off and i was like okay i'm gonna do this together right and as i pull out his torso somehow i flipped the torso out of my hand and while trying to catch it flipped the feet out of my hand and so he broke into like four or five pieces um (laughs) so i got him all reassembled and now he looks fantastic but i built Hmm. most of hulkbuster again um so i'm trying to decide if i want to do because you've seen my iron man guys where i did the particle effect coming out of his hand Uh trying to decide if i want to do that for big big uh iron man too what do you think uh that'd be a really enormous like model to fit but somewhere that's the only thing. That's a Magnarack, so like it does. He's standing above everybody else. I don't. He doesn't take. Yeah, any he is. Space. Yeah, he is. There's nothing else that gets close to Dormammu. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would look cool, or do you think just having the open hand would be better? Because he's supposed to be doing the the repulsor blast, right? Like that's obviously uh, the intent. I don't know. Maybe with his hand open like that, Probably, I would think right? that he's doing the repulsor blast. Yeah, like, or he's doing a fucking Heisman Trophy move. One of the two. Yeah, it's probably yeah. It's supposed to be like a repulsor blast, or he's like. Yeah, I think so. Like maybe catching the fist or whatever when he does that once, but yeah, you can. Yeah, you I'll probably it. look through my collection of uh, particle effect bits and you see need if a, I have one. But you need to have like a, I feel like you need to have like a big ass one. Like it needs to be. Oh yeah, no, it'd be big. It That's, like but I have mushroom. to see if I have one that big. I'm, I might be able to make one out of green stuff, but I'd rather just use one of the pre-made ones. Um, Jeremy, have you worked on anything? Uh, every model that is out currently available to us is put together and. Uh, gray highlighted and the Hulkbuster is now red. So I, nice. you know, I'm I'm kind of poking around. All the every list I want to play right now and all the models I need are done. So I'm just kind of mm. like hesitant. I'll get excited. Like what's going to happen is I'll want to do convocation eventually. So I'll just get them all done at once. 
it's so rare that I paint a model before I play with it. So when I when I was like almost done with with Hulkbuster, I was like, oh man, this is gonna be so cool. Let me put some magnets on his base and go put it in my car. And I like stopped. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I have to paint this first. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't get to play with it. Anyway. Uh, so moving on to our main topic today, uh, we're going to talk about the um, the missions that are currently out in the game. Specifically, we're going to go through them one by one. Uh, there's about 22 or 23, I think. Um, and we're going to talk about who should be playing them, who should not be playing them, and kind of the more specific, like, standout points of the individual mission. And, like, what sets it apart from the ones that are like it. Uh, so I have the extraction list here pulled up, guys. I think we're going to do extraction this week. We might do secures next week. Okay. Um, so starting off with alien ship crashes in downtown. Uh, this is a 20-point extract uh, deployed on deployment Charlie. The objective is worth two victory points in the cleanup phase. Uh, you interact with one of the three rubble piles and roll two dice. If either die is a critical... You remove the other two, all three rubble piles, and the character that was interacting gains the Kree Power Core asset. Uh, if once the character drops it, another character can interact with it to pick up the core. A character holding the core cannot more than, perform more than one move action per turn. And when a character ends its activation while holding the Power Core, it suffers one damage if it did not attack that turn. Most of the time, this is going to be found on turn one. And that means that you are probably immediately going to take damage. So I, kind of plan that out. I fucking a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. So a lot of people will double move to the center, interact, roll their dice. And when they find it, they're like, sweet. And they just pick it up. It's like you take a damage because you ended your activation with it. And they go, oh, shit. It's like hot potato. Uh, um, I hate this mission. <laughs> I love this mission. This I, is, I fucking this hate is this one mission. Of, this was the first mission, uh, first ex- extract mission outside the core set. Yeah, I. Um, so the the important thing there's a lot of these uh, Charlie deployment missions that you have to sift through and find the real objective. This is the highest point total one, and so if you're looking to play high point totals and do a low number of extracts, this is commonly going to be the first one you reach for because it's big points. Um, it's the only one that damages you that I can recall, right? The only extract that damages you. Nope. Uh, for, for having it. Cubes. Cubes damage cubes. Yeah, that's right. Every, the, yeah, that's right. Yes, cubes is the other one. And this one only damages you if you. I don't haven't tap. played cubes in so long. I forgot. Um. So yeah, it's one of the many, or not many, a few uh, extracts that prevent you from moving twice. That's very important to know. A lot of people think about it's like, oh, I'm going to move. I find it. I'll move away. No, you found it. You can't move. And so you're just stuck there. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in range to attack anybody, you're going to have to waste your second action and then take a damage for it. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to try and pick up this extract, you might want to think about moving to a place where you can also make an attack if you do find it, if you have that option. I hate this one because I don't know. Senator, so so mad. I, I hate this one because Senator makes you move sh- short, right? So it's another one where there's only one uh, extract and it gives you two points, but you move short and you have one less defensive dice. So there's a really good chance there's going to be a hey, fumble. Spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, what I'm saying is <laughs> it's a it, there's a yeah. really there's a really good chance there's going to be a fumble with this one. In every game I've ever played, 
my opponent found it so, first because yeah. they rolled a crit, and, they and that ran was away. it. That was it. Yeah. Like they didn't care if they took one damage a turn. They just got. They just left. Fucking left. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. And so I was like, obviously oh, the okay, intent bye. on this is that the taking a damage for not attacking was meant to encourage people to stay within attack range of enemies. But clearly, one damage a turn is not enough to make that happen. No. Uh, and so, which is why we in later missions we see it's a little bit more aggressive or more hindering to have it. In either way, it it is different. Yeah, um, I, I really so yeah. I, every time I see I, this one, Parker, I'm like, we know oh, you fucking hate it. Fuck, I hate it. <laughs> Jeremy, is there anything you would like to add that isn't Parker saying he hates it? Um, when I see this one, it always begs the question: um, Am I the one going to get that, or is my opponent? And to me, you have to decide. You decide before you even start playing. Um, depends yeah. on the um, the blue. What's your blue matchup? But for the most part, I've decided after um, two years of this game that I don't care about it anymore. Like, <laughs> it's I, not worth your time. Nope. I will go get it in a minute. Like, I won't score it at list, first. List the things Jeremy don't got time for. Creep power cores. That's <laughs> exactly. Really got time for. <laughs> That's how I look at that mission, though. So I have a different way of looking at it. So Parker, uh, his vision of this mission is lose on it because he doesn't understand it. <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> likes to just ignore the fact that it's a mission entirely. I like to not check the points, but still play to get it. And so because I know my opponent isn't going to be able to move away generally once they find it, I'll position myself to attack the points, but I won't actually interact with them. So what will happen is my opponent will spend usually about four to six power checking these points and activating his models in in subpar ways just to interact. And I'm just staying there watching them attacking him while he's doing it, softening him up. And so then on turn two, when he checks it again, he's already pretty beat up. And so he'll he'll pick it up, move away, and I'll jump on him and take it from him. Uh, and so that's the way I generally play this. Um, very seldom will I actually check the points myself on this specific mission. On the other center point deployments where you roll off, I tend to check those a lot more often than this one. Uh, the one thing about that strategy is, I guess if you have the ability to move once and, and double attack because... Or sorry, like move once and attack, that's an option. But that that's a very specific like list you made. I guess if you were... Well, you... it's generally because I play... I guess I should include this. That's a good point. I play very aggressive attrition lists. So generally speaking, uh, when I am playing, I'm either playing like Web Warriors, where I have the ability to just go get you anyway. There's nothing you can do about getting away from me. Mm-hmm. Or I play like Magneto or Hulk or you know some version of very strong attacking characters. And so as long as I can close the distance quickly, I, like the killing you part is an afterthought. Yeah. Uh, if my opponent has like a Thanos, then yeah, I'm a little bit more insistent on rolling on these. But yeah, in an in a even matchup, I don't care too much. I was going to say, if, yeah, the, the characters you just said was like Magneto, Hulk would loves this. Like if Hulk is deployed opposite the character that rolled the crit on that turn, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, yeah, you're, like you're, they're gone. Yeah. You're only you basically you have to stop rolling on that point and move to another point because yes. what are you going to do? Right. Um, but yeah. So I, I think all yeah. of these are really important. As long as you have a plan going in, you're not going to lose the game on alien ship, right? Like two points a turn is not insurmountable if you've made a plan. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing a secure that's like a four secure point and you're and you're okay just standing there getting two of the four points every turn, 
and then you let your opponent get the alien ship, well, now they're just gaining two points on you every turn. Yeah. And so you're going to have to get three of the points just to push even. And so if your plan going in is, well, I'm going to need three of these blues to counteract the red, well, when you enter the game with that perspective, it's very different. As opposed to figuring that out on turn three when you're already behind, where it's like, okay, well, now I need all four of them to catch up. That's You've put yourself in such a hole that it's too late. I think this is also like, this is where uh, funny things like putting Dormammu in your roster can be funny. Because if you have, if you have for example, uh, like Black Cat or Quicksilver or both, and you're like, I really need to, on a stick, go get the sh- the alien ship thing. Then, if you're playing someone like Dormammu or even weird like Black Bolt, and you could or or She Hulk, and you could feed those characters power so that they're just waiting, mm-hmm. you know, range long from wherever it is, you know, from some like two points, for example. You're kind of positioned there. You can imagine, okay, when that thing goes off, whoever finds it, that's when I'm going to go in and just take it and leave. Yeah. And I've played Quicksilver for like the last six months in most of my lists, so that yeah. also makes it a lot easier. Right. So anyway, we're spending a bit long on this one. This is kind of just the intro to the missions. Um, overall, I think we all understand that this is one of the more simple missions, uh, which I think is why Parker doesn't like it too much. It's very straightforward, but it is very dice-dependent. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to get lucky and find it. I take the luck out by not not participating. So does Jeremy. We just have a different plan about what happens after the roll gets made. Uh, and Parker uh, just rolls and fails, apparently. <laughs> or rolls and his opponent has Quicksilver and he gets mad. <laughs> I think I, I think my the problem for me is um, uh, if you're playing fair, if you're playing like a fair list with fair stuff and your opponent gets lucky man, it's hard to go get it. You have to be playing some unfair yeah. thing. Like, you need to have Hulk, or you need to have uh, a you Doctor have Strange. You need to have a high-damage output mobile list, or you need to have control so they right. can't get away from you. Right. Or you need some kind of subterfuge uh, scenario-stealing element. Yeah. But there, all three of these things exist in the meta and are commonplace, which yeah. is why this mission gets played a lot. Yeah. It's not. It, this is not an unfair mission in the game. Yeah. It's just that when I play fair... When I'm playing X-Force, X-Force looks at this and goes, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yeah. because it, it, well, it's because you just want to you just want to kill people and, right. and getting the, including this in the whole situation is just not something you're interested in doing. Right. right. Um, do get ready for a lot of these guys because there's a lot of these types of missions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, people that want to play this. This is the most important standout points are this is the only one of the single extracts that damages you. It is the highest point total of the single extracts. And it is probably the least hindering other than that. Like, you only you can only move once a turn, but that's really not that bad. Um, so, yeah. People that want single extract missions need to be looking at this one. Um, probably don't play it if, like Parker said, you're playing a fair list that isn't really good at one of the things I said about getting it or fighting past it. Right. Uh, moving on. Uh, next mission we have is Deadly Legacy Virus Cured? Question mark. Uh, it's a 19-point extract. Um, deploy three legacy cures as sown on deployment C, Charlie. Uh, each player scores one victory point for each legacy cure they are holding in the cleanup phase. And interact with the legacy cure. Pick up the legacy cure. A character must spend one power for each legacy cure they are holding before using this interact. And so basically, you're going to spend an amount of power equal to how many ex- uh, extracts you'll have at the end of the interaction. So if you already have two, it's going to cost you three. If you have zero, it's going to cost you one. 
at the end of the character's activation, if it's holding one or more legacy cures, it may remove one special condition from itself. At any time, if a character is holding all three legacy cures, the character is immediately KO'd, and its controlling player scores eight victory points. Remove all legacy cures from the game. Uh, so this is fun. Uh, removing the negative conditions is sometimes important if you have a list that uh, has, let's say, Hulk, for example, because Hulk doesn't get the daze mechanic, so he tends to just stick a lot of the debuffs on him for a long period of time, and that can actually be pretty hindering. And he obviously doesn't want to spend his powerful actions shaking, so that can be nice. Um, the eight victory points is game-changing, if you weren't aware. It is a mm -hmm. massive, massive swing <sighs> that's uh, very hard to come back from. If you even get a chance, I've seen a lot of people win the game mid-turn with this. Because, like, Thanos, like, collects all three cubes and dies. Like, oh, Thanos is dead. It's like, yeah, but I have 19 points, so who cares? That's very easy to get ahead. Because if you think about it like this, like, if you get two points on turn one, just from the extract, probably one or two points from the secure, you're looking at, like, four. Most people score between three and four turn one. Uh, next turn, you steal the third extract from your opponent, get it on one of your people. And now it's just about getting the third token on your guy with two. And so if you have, like, mission objective, or if you're playing criminals, or if you have someone like Toad, all of these are ways you can move the objective over. Or if you're playing the secure mission, uh, Incursion, which we'll talk about next week, uh, when you interact with it, you drop your objective tokens. That's another way to transfer them. Uh, so if you are playing mission objective in your 10, you probably want to uh, look into this one, because it's a, it's a pretty big hand up to be able to pass objectives around with this mission. What do you guys think? Uh, this is one of the most gamey ones that's left. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty, I would agree with that. It's pretty janky. Um, if your opponent pulls it on you and you don't know what's about to happen, you're probably not going to feel good. Because uh, mm -hmm. it's not... It seems very fair and fun. This this is the biggest gotcha one left for sure. Yeah. And it's not even close. Yeah. So, I'm amazed this one didn't get restricted. There's a lot of a lot of characters that can get two very easily on turn one. So mm -hmm. once you get so once those models have done that, you have to figure out how to unlock this. So how do you get the other one and get away? Like what are you about to do? So that's really what your whole plan becomes is how to deal with that. Um, and if you don't have a way to deal with it, you're gonna lose. Like that's all there is to it. Have you ever tried to build a list that just abuses this one mission? I've never done it because it's so abusable. It's not that hard. No. Because you can do, like, uh, Dormammu is a great example because you get enough power to make all this stuff happen. But you do stuff like Black Cat or Quicksilver, obviously. You do Toad because Toad can pick them up off of friendlies. And he can interact at range two, so it's easy for him to get one without dying. And so turn one, he walks up and gets one. Turn two, he takes one from an ally. Turn three, he takes one from an ally. Game over. And he doesn't even have to spend the extra power to to pick these up because he's taking, he's using a superpower on his own card. He's not even interacting with them. Mm -hmm. And so you'll just win the game and Toad will die. And then Dormammu will spend six power and you'll get Toad back. And you didn't even lose anybody and you started up eight points. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah, Dormammu's an easy one to get two of them on him. Yeah, so... If you've never seen this mission before and you see somebody with it in their three cards, take a second and look at their roster and see if they've gamed around it. Like, if their list is built to take advantage of this mission, you need to, if you win priority, pick red. Don't let them have this as an option in their three. Especially if you um, see Angela, outs? Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. Hulk. 
any of the speed long medium people or Hulk or stuff like that. What? Anyone that can. Why the speed longers? What are they going to do? The speed long medium people can pick up two on turn one, which is why advanced R&D got restricted or banned or whatever. Did it get banned or is it just restricted? It's restricted. Okay. Wait, hold on. Because, no, no, no. Oh, because uh, you, advanced is not restricted. Advanced R&D is not restricted. It stopped it, just it from doing it during the character's turn. You yeah, have to do it must, you must do it's it during... It's only active character. Yes. Right. So the reason the speed longers are dumb, like Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man and uh, Angela, is because they can interact with two of these on the first turn. Mm-hmm. Because they can start in the middle, if, as long as your opponent doesn't take the middle one or you have priority, you can speed long plus your base width, land on the center objective, interact, pick it up, move long to the one of the side objectives, pick it up. And then Amazing Spider-Man, for example, is really hard to bring down at range. And mm-hmm. so it's very likely he'll get to move away next turn. Um, Angela has two power innately, so she can just do it. Inhumans or Brotherhood would also allow this to work because they give you a refunded power when you uh, interact or um, Inhumans can obviously trade power around. Yeah. And so when people are playing advanced R&D, this was the kind of shit they were doing. They weren't just handing out power to their allies, and which is what I've seen most people do with it, which is obviously not good. So the whole idea is that somebody has two of them and you're just trying to get the last one somehow and that's, that's how you win. Right, and so then you just play Black Cat and Mission Objective. Black Cat steals it, runs away. So Inhumans is perfect because you, you just end up with infinite power, right? And so you have Angelo or Spider-Man, either one doesn't matter. Uh, they get two of them first turn if you get priority. Or if your opponent just doesn't know to go for the middle one always. Right. Uh, so it's very gotcha because most people don't want to move to the center point on the first turn. Because that's where you get attacked from. Yeah. And so they just don't understand how important it is to go mm-hmm. get that. So either way, even if you don't go first, you're getting it. You're getting two of them. Mm-hmm. And then Black Cat's going and stealing the other one on turn two, running away with it. And then you're using mission objective to pass it off next turn. You could also so, do, you could also use a force, and if you put if you put She Hulk and Spider Man or Angela on the center point, they're going to be le- a lot less likely to go want to go downtown like go straight at that. So they'll they'll wait. Sure, but if they're yeah. intelligent, they'll know they have to. Right. So I'm, just, I'm just telling you. That's I'm, why it's that's why it's very negative play experience, and that's what they were talking about when they were like, "We're changing mission selection because it's it's scripted and negative play experience stuff." Mm-hmm. It's because people have never seen it before. It's like a ninety percent victory rate if you don't know how to don't, what's about to happen. Right. Because if we just do the math, and so you start with priority, or they don't know how to stop it, or what's about to happen, you move up, you take two of the points, right, with mm-hmm. one of your characters. Uh, even if they immediately take the other extract, it really doesn't matter too much. You're scoring two points on turn one from extracts alone. Next turn, using Quicksilver or Black Cat to steal the third one and getting out. Uh, and then you're dumping all your power on that character so they can afford to move the, the token to somebody else next turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're scoring three points at the end of turn two, and then turn three you're scoring eight. So you're scoring thirteen points on extracts in three turns. You so all you do is hold the back point, and the game ends on turn three, and your opponent has no option to interact with the game basically. Right. And if they don't know that's about to happen, they have no counterplay, which is why people are like, "Oh, this is like unstoppable like combos." Like it's not. It's just gotcha mechanics. Mm-hmm. If they know what's happening and they win the roll for it to go first, or, um, yeah, because it was all on the roll to go first. So if they got to go first, it was harder to stop for sure. But if now, since uh, the missions are random, it's only a one in three chance to play it instead of like a 60% chance to play it, 
which was before yeah and that's if only you had it in your pair i think it was it was it was nuts anyway it's funny that um, you guys mentioned that because this is one of the to, even though this is something that can happen i've never even seen it come close to happening in any of the games mm-hmm. i've played and i've i i have played this a bunch i've seen it played yeah. a bunch against me it the the avp yeah, thing because it's it's not to... really an egregious mission it's only egregious if you sell out for it right and if you completely sell out for it and it doesn't work, guess what? You fucking lose. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's no way to come back from half your list only doing this. Right. Like, you just get the shit beaten out of you. Yeah, I think it's... Um, I was actually going to say that I think it's one of the... It's one of the fairer missions, unless, of course, like the... the yeah. I almost wondered, when I looked at this the first time, it looked like kind of a... Uh, it was a. It was supposed to be a fair one where you just score one. There's three different points. It has a, a simple little buff that is, you know, sometimes it's useful. Yeah. Um, and then there was almost like a, I thought it was. I think it was originally supposed to be a comeback mechanic, right? So yeah. if you get really far back on attrition, but you do have the the victory points, if you could try to find a way to finagle it onto the characters you want, because then you might just be able to get eight victory points and take it from your opponent. I thought it was supposed to be a comeback mechanic, but of course it's abused instead. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because anytime it's not limited to comebacks, then it's going to be bad. Right. Uh, so yeah, it. I think this mission in a vacuum is probably okay. It's all about, does your opponent have the tools to game it? I've only had it happen once, and it was that game uh, versus you, Brandon, where we looked down and we were like, oh wait, Magneto has those. I'll get yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah. It was just like I one guess, of those, like, huh. I guess I just like climbing gear over to the other, to the guy that has the third one and declare him a murder victim and then spend a power to win the game. You're like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> like, yeah, and like, so okay. it doesn't, this, this is also very vulnerable to super characters. Like we uh-huh. were talking about Hulk, Magneto, Thanos. These characters can very easily manipulate the board or just go and get the people that have them, and it's very hard to retaliate against, retaliate against them in a short period of time. Sure, over like three turns, you can punish Hulk for coming in on you, but not in one turn. You're not going to retaliate in one turn, and it's too late when by the time he's got two of them. Like, it's like, now what? Well, now Hulk activates again and kills the third guy and wins the game. Yeah, Hulk yeah, is a very nasty one. He, he's really a yeah. nasty one. Thanos used to be the busted one. Thanos was crazy because you couldn't hide from him. He'll cross the table and kill you and get a second one. You can't kill (laughs) him. He'll cross the table again, get the third one. The game's over. And he doesn't even need to get the third one immediately. He could just stand there, kill you, make you drop it, and move everybody away from it. Next turn, your guy wakes up, picks it up, and tries to run away, dies again. (laughs) And then he takes it then. And that way he can just guaranteed win the game the second it happens. Like, he'll just sit there and milk his two points until he feels like going and get the third one. So, yeah, yeah, this should probably never be played in your list unless you're planning on abusing it yourself. Because by playing it, you're just going to open yourself up to gamesmanship, gotcha bullshit, or just bad luck, right? Like, if your opponent goes first, picks blue, you flip this, and you look up and he's playing, like, Black Order with Hulk, it's like... Well, I have no option to ever not get rid of these three tokens, so I'm just going to lose slowly. Like, like there's no option to play out of that hole, because it happens and it's over. And so, yeah, you should not be playing this unless you're at least trying to abuse it, and even then you should make sure that other people don't abuse it better than you. Uh, it's just not worth the risk of losing a game because you flipped this card. What do you think? Uh, and Criminal Syndicate exists, so... Criminals are also I very don't... good at it, because they can <laughs> hand it off. I mean, seriously. Yeah. 
That's like the most dangerous thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think criminals this... will just will just end the game because this this synergizes really well with criminals. Actually, you might even try it with criminals, but that's again you're abusing it. So go ahead, Parker. I was gonna say I I think you guys are treating it like plutonium. I don't know if it's that bad, but I, I think okay. It's... So you know those scoreboards we use? Yeah, yeah. Just imagine if at any time someone moved their tracker, their their turn, their scorekeeper track from the top to the bottom row. How devastating of a situation that would be. Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah. that you shouldn't as a player be very aware of its possibilities. Yeah. Um but there I mean you guys listed a bunch of scenarios in which this could be strong. And I don't know if you always go I don't know if you let fear rule your decision to never put this in your roster. Because if you have two big characters, which a lot of lists have two big characters, or if you have um uh if you're playing criminals like there's lots of good reasons why, or the 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 stealing characters, or hell, you just wanted to play Amazing Spider-Man, or you wanted to mm-hmm. play Angela. Like they could take advantage of this. So it's not. I like... would argue that that's not because you're not playing the characters; you're just using their frame. Like they're not going to do anything in the game. They're going to move twice, interact twice, move two more times, and hopefully they get, they die at that moment. <laughs> like like you're not even using the character. He's going to move four times and die. I see your point. Yeah, you're not going to get to take yeah. advantage of the things so, they do. It, the thing is, it's not fun unless you're trying to abuse it. If the whole thing is pulling off your Rube Goldberg machine and that's fun for you, then absolutely do it. But that already means that you're selling out, right? Sure. Like but, you're giving up everything else. But I think that I don't think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think if I am playing criminals and I put this in, and I put this in because I really like 19 points on my list, I don't think I'm selling out for deadly virus. I just have an advantage against it with it on the table. I don't think you're good, but that's my point is you're not going to have an advantage in, in, in the majority of your games. Cause at, at best you're coin flipping. If you're not selling out, in my opinion, it's a lot like why I tell people don't play worthy. Cause you'll get screwed. This uh. is, te- this is twice as bad. Oh, you say that, man! I've played this mission. I say it all the time. I've, I played this mission. I played this mission. I think it might be the most because I, played, if, I maybe played this distraction more than any other list, and I've never. Maybe it's just because I'm only playing people who play fair, or but I'm not. I think I, you're generally playing people that play fair or haven't played this mission before. Yeah, but anyone who's played it before knows as soon as this gets selected, we're playing a very different game, right? It's it's more game impacting than Gamma Wave, I think. Like it's this is the most game changing mission of the currently legal missions. I guess I just need to. I guess I just need to see it. And you I need to see. I haven't. It. I haven't had a. I haven't so, had a big enough. I Jason totally. Damn near. Jason damn near quit the game over this mission. Like he picked up his models and left the store. Like he's like, this is stupid. It's not fun. You're like yeah. And well, he wasn't playing somebody trying to abuse it. It just happened. So Parker, next time you get this mission change your mindset change it to i want to get all three of those on a model play that Mm -hmm. see what happens okay Okay. instead of instead of just watch the tracker go up slowly yeah just have the mission how many times have you played this mission with the intent of winning as fast as possible no no i know i never did that absolutely never because probably when you played this the most times captain x-force was it was a 19 point mission that was red that was all you cared that is the only thing you made zero effort to actually win the game nope you just tried to kill people yep and so yeah you're playing this mission from the wrong mindset and your opponents probably weren't uh, practiced enough or knowledgeable enough to abuse it. Mm-hmm. So, because the problem with this one is, 
if you haven't have not sold out for it and your opponent has not sold out for it, what will happen is it becomes a dice game. And dice games are not generally fun because the entirety of the game is randomly does a attack go not your way and the game ends. Like, because everything about the game turns into, well, I guess Miles one-shotted your character holding two points. Game over. Like, okay, that's not fun. I would say that in the, in the games that I played, was I totally unaware that you could score eight victory points? No. Like, I was watching to see, does anybody have two? Uh, one of the times yeah. I played this was actually against you. You were playing Dormammu with Toad. You were trying to do the trick. You had Shadowcat, yeah. Toad, and Dormammu. And that was, you were and just... And I literally, you, it you, literally would have happened if kept, I didn't have my character dazed yes. by my own leadership. Right, right. <laughs> you, 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 you accidentally stepped on the landmine and it exploded underneath you and you would have gotten yeah. it. So it's not, and so yeah. I could totally see how that would have been a totally different game. And it would have literally yeah. been an instant flip. If, uh, I still if almost won that game, and you stopped me from doing it. Yeah, and I still almost won. Yeah, I needed what, like two more points. Right. Well, what I'm saying is, in that in that situation, I don't think you were truly settling out. You just had the ability to do it because you were playing. Dormammu. That's correct. Yeah. So yeah, like you almost lost a game out of nowhere, having no ability to play out of it. Really, that and it was the game was turned by a single dice roll. That's exactly what I'm talking about. The entire game came down to the dice roll that was damaging Black Cat. Nothing else mattered in that game. Uh, and you probably didn't recognize it at the time, but literally if she just doesn't take damage there, I win the game on the next turn. It's also true that, I was going to say, in that particular one, yes, because you didn't have to do anything because Dramon was yeah. just giving her enough power. As soon she as never had to interact phase, to get anything. Yeah, yeah, as soon as we left the power phase, I had priority. Toad spends two, scores eight victory points. Yeah. And you would have never been able to stop me from there. Because yeah. I would have been like plus nine. Like the game's over. Mm-hmm. And then Toad just comes back to life next turn. At the end of the turn anyway. So it doesn't even cost me anything. Anyway. So yeah, I don't think this should be played by anybody who's not actively trying to abuse the eight victory points situation. Criminals are the best without doing it with a super character probably. Because you can pass it around and you just like give it all to Kingpin. Kingpin's hard enough to get them away from anyway. But yeah. This this is a very, very dangerous mission. And sure surely, just as Parker was saying, you can play it against people that aren't trying to abuse it, and it's fine. I actually think it's a really fun mission. But because of the last paragraph, this cannot be in your list unless you're trying to abuse it. Because someone, eventually you're playing, will be, or your games will just turn into who gets luckiest on their attacks against characters with, with objectives. And it's just not fun. Yeah. I think it's just that uh, I've been playing with Dynamite, for like several games and had no idea that yeah. I was playing with dynamite. I was using dynamite yeah. as linking lo- like linking logs and I was like yeah. and somebody came along and goes, "Hey, you're playing with dynamite." I go, "No, nah, I don't think so. It's working just fine." Yeah. But yeah. uh it's it hasn't like, exploded yet. It's like, yeah. yeah. I know cuz you're still playing with it. <laughs> right. And they also took yeah, out like, one of the ways to deal with it, which was all you've got. So it it's even worse. It's worse now. No, all, all you've got was one of the ways to abuse it even more. Because uh, you would all you've got with a character with one of them and go get the other two right now. That was dumb. Sure. I see it as you could all you got to yeah. drop Hulk and get shit back. Like, he can't just do that. But whatever. It's all the same difference. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, it works both ways for sure. Uh, my Yeah, my thought was always uh, Thanos has seven power and just declares the game ends because he's going to take, <laughs> take two consecutive turns and score score eight victory points. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to watch it happen because you can't do anything. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, so anyway, moving on. Uh, next one up is Fear Grip's World as Worthy Terrorized citizen- Cities. 
Oh, is it really cities? I've always said citizens. Huh. I never re- I never realized I was saying that wrong. Uh, it's an 18-point extract. Uh, deploy four celestial hammers, as shown on deployment delta. Each celestial hammer is worth one victory point in the cleanup phase. Interact with a celestial hammer to pick it up. Characters add one die to their attack rolls for each celestial hammer they are holding. When a character plays a team taxes card, they must spend one additional power for each celestial hammer they are holding. Uh, this is a very fun, simple one that tends to be uh, unfair. It gets out of hand. Uh, so it's a win more. <laughs> it's a win more mechanic. Uh, this is Deadly Legacy Virus Light. This is the card we used to say never include unless you can abuse it. Because what generally happens is in a normal game is you guys trade hammers back and forth till about turn four when one character gets like Mm -hmm. three. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes an unstoppable force. And everyone that gets within range dies and nobody can get to them because they're dying too fast. And usually by that, that time of the game, the game's kind of over anyway. The problem happens when you get a character like Hulk or Ghost Rider, or Doctor Strange, that gets, like, three tokens on turn two, and then you just don't get to play, because they just kill all your stuff, and you can't respond. Uh, that being said, this one is a lot more fair than the previous one we just talked about, Deadly Legacy Virus. This is... You can play it okay with different stuff. Just be aware that you have to be very careful as to what you're allowed to... um, What characters you're allowed to play against. Like, if your opponent has Ghost Rider... Available to them, you don't want to play this. Because Ghost Rider abuses this better than almost any other character. Because him getting even more damage is really scary. But he's mobile enough to apply that leverage all over the table. And then also run away from you. Like, he can gap close to you or run away. So generally speaking, like, you'll be running trying to chase him down with the three hammers. He'll attack you with two nine dice strikes. And then move long away. And there's just no response. If you send a bunch of people at him, he starts hitting you with like eight dice sprays or beam attacks, excuse me, and then move away long and you just can't catch him. And so you just get to watch him slowly eat your entire army. So that's something to be careful of. But it's this is much more dice back and forth. You can you can kill that person Mm -hmm. as opposed to Deadly Legacy Virus, where there's once it happens, it's over. It's an instantaneous thing. This this you can fight your way back with really good play, but it's hard. I was going to say this one is even if you're not playing a super character, this is a uh, what do you want to call like limiting in the in the um, in the calculus sense, you know, like approaching zero Mm -hmm. because it, it increases that curve. Because normally in a game, as the game gets smaller and smaller and both sides lose uh, lose models, your offensive potential goes down, right? So you actually could sometimes struggle to close out the game if the models... you If you have two models left and he has two models left, well, those two models may not be able to take out his one model in a turn. Um, as opposed yeah. to early in the game where you had three models to converge on one model and you were removing one model a turn. Um mm-hmm. But this is one of those that does that does the opposite of that. As you as the number of models goes down, they concentrate on yeah. the, the hammers concentrate on those models, increasing their yeah. output. So yeah. it it makes the end of the game uh, a slide really quickly to a, to a halt. Yeah, and anyone that says we'll just don't let one character get like all four tokens, well, here's what happens: you start off four different characters have hammers. And then you start trading them back and forth to where you kill an opposing model with a hammer, you pick it up on yourself. They kill your guy with the hammer, they pick it up on themselves. So there's two models with two hammers. Then next turn, someone gets priority, which probably has very little effect or 
is very little affected by your decision making. It's just going to happen based on dice rolls and activation order. And then the character with two is going to kill the opposing character with two and have four. And that's bad. <laughs> Especially on a character like Ghost Rider or Hulk or Doctor Strange or Thanos. Like, like, what do you do at that point? Thanos has four hammers. His strike does ten and throws. You're like, uh, nothing. You do nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I think this should be avoided unless you're just super, super into highly aggressive games. If you're just into punching the shit out of each other and seeing who wins, this is your mission, man. Like, nothing's going to be better than this. Uh, But just be aware that the random chance of who gets hammers when will go a lot into determining the winner of the game. Now that missions are random, um, it is one of the even ones. So if Mm -hmm. your skill level is with your opponent and you're exactly the same and you generally play that kind of group, put it in there. Go for it. You're fine. You're absolutely fine. It's even. You have this, you, you roll more dice. It's super fun. All of that. It's a good one for that. It's 18 points. It's perfect. But what I can tell you, 99% of the time, people forget that your uh, tactics cards are more expensive, and they never pay more for them while they have hammers. Mm. Yeah. It does have a uh, drawback. I, I catch that most of the time, but yeah, people forget. Because nobody plays it because of the things we talked about. Uh, so moving on to the next one. Uh, mutant extremists target U.S. Senators. Uh, this is a 14-point extract. Randomly place three safe house tokens on uh, their targets of priority, as shown on deployment Charlie. Uh, the Senator tokens were two victory points in the cleanup phase. Interact with a safe house token. Uh, turn it over and reveal the backside. If it has the Senator on it, you have found the Senator. If it has an X on it, it is a safe house. Remove the token either way. If it was the center, remove both safe houses. Interact with the center to pick it up. Uh, the character that found the center starts with the token. And then the speed of the character holding the center becomes short and rolls one less die on defense and dodge rolls. It's actually worse than incinerate. Also because you can still be incinerated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this now enters into... A, there's a potentially you could roll four less defense dice now in the game Which, because you could be in, incinerated with the senator under bitter rivals and have ankle biter and so you could reduce somebody from five dice to one anyway moving on uh so anyone who hasn't played this before it's kind of like three card money uh you've you've randomly shuffled up the three tokens one of them has the senator two of them are safe houses you place them randomly along the center line and then as you interact with them, you turn them over and discard them. And if it was the senator, you discard the rest of the tokens as well. And if it was the senator, you start with the senator token. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. This is actually, I think, one of the more fair missions. As Parker was talking about earlier, uh, reducing you to speed short makes it very hard to flee. But also reducing your defense dice makes it uh, very hard to survive with it. Um, that being said, it doesn't make you move only once. So you could move twice. So if you're already speed short, it's kind of like whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one that I always fall for. I'll tend to jump out there and get it with the with that whatever character I feel is like the one that needs to activate next, and then I'll find yeah. the fucking thing, and all of a sudden, and you're uh, like, oh shit, I'm slow and yeah, saber tooth is like, now slow and hit one yeah. less dot. You're like, oh my god, this is so bad. <laughs> Why did I do this? <laughs> yeah, this is one you really need to pay attention to. This is obviously a toad pickup. <laughs> yeah, toad wants to find this real bad. But unlike the other ones where you roll, the sender token is in a specific place on the board. 
as we're on alien ship, you can choose where you find the token. So if your opponent like puts their scary models on the right side of the board, you can just go to the left and check that one. Because if you roll the dice, it becomes over there. The senator is wherever the senator was by random chance. There's no other place you can find him. Mm-hmm. So it, this is like a weird catch-22 one. Because it actually exists in reality and as opposed to a hypothetical one. Uh, 14 points. I think this is one of only two 14-point missions currently. Yep, this this and uh, Jam Wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's your guys' opinion on this? Uh, do you guys like this mission? Do you think it's fair? I don't think this one's super abusable. I like this one because you don't feel like you get screwed. You just go for it, and it's one and three. Then it's one and two, and then it's that one. You have, that I mean, yeah. it's fine. Like, you don't feel like luck is just not on your side for some reason and god hates you mm-hmm. like sometimes yeah. <laughs> anyone who's ever played uh alien ship or one of the other randomly roll four missions to find it uh i think our record is 33 times we rolled and didn't find the fucking objective it was so stupid it was turn four we hadn't found the extract yet it's so crazy yeah this one's nice and clean cut like it just is what it is it's yeah. fine I like it, but I think it is a little aggressive. Uh, the reducing your speed and defense dice is kind of rough. Um, but, you know, it, like Parker said, the alien ship isn't really quite enough of a deterrent to not just run away with it. However, this one, if you do get away, they're never going to get you back because why would you ever come back? They're just going to die. Yep. Uh, yes, yeah, so this one. This one's scary. I was going to say one. Uh, one thing that's kind of nice is uh, placers. Um, anybody who places and um stealth characters so like mm-hmm. miles for example loves to pick up the senator because then he starts yeah. to, then he places and um is stealthy so he doesn't really care about rolling until you yeah, stealth helps um he has a reasonable defense even at only two dice i like toad because toad can pick it up from farther away move short and hop mm-hmm. and so he's short plus two plus two away from the center line mm-hmm. it's pretty nice he can also take it off of somebody so like let's say you do pick it up on Sabretooth. Well, if you just move up Toad behind him, he pulls it off of him, and now Sabretooth is fine. Yeah. So Toad is really nice on this one. Um, Quicksilver is kind of the one you want to avoid. Quicksilver doesn't like this one. No. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because it's the mu- it's the Brotherhood one. It's yeah. just kind of funny. I think... Um, yeah, so I, this one is kind of a thumbs up. Like, you can take this with any list, really, and I think you're probably okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you want to choose it with a list that wants to play 14 points, but I, it's this isn't a abusable mission, really. I would say that I like I like this one for my rapid fire list because I don't mind if they pick it up because I go okay cool now my yeah. rapid fire comes become super efficient so um, I I think it's I like this one because it like for the reasons we said it feels pretty fair um, it gives your opponent a, a a pretty nice bonus it's only I think web warriors do have a a little bit of a leg up here because Miles is great they love playing fourteen points like there's a couple of reasons why web warriors might like this mission. Um, but web viewers also like scoring more and they only scores two per turn. So I'm not sure if they put it in their three. I think but... web warriors want a low scoring extract because it makes the, um, their, do- their dominance, their thing. dominance of blue the dominance yeah. on the secure side, more impactful. Right. Cause basically if you look at it as if, if, if you were to play a mission where you can only score points off of blues, web warriors would win. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we pretty much all agree on that. Criminals are the only people that would even make it close, but I think Web Warriors still win. Sure. Uh, so, if you look at it from that perspective, making an extract mission that only has one objective worth two points, well, you can only lower my ability by, or my counteract my scoring by two points. 
So if I'm scoring all four secures, I'm still winning. Mm. But they have Miles, who's good about going and getting objectives from people. And so they can even go and steal that. And they don't really want to fight over it. Fight over a bunch of extracts. I think they want to fight over as few as possible. Mm -hmm. And I've had pushback. Jake disagrees with me on this point. He thinks you want any even-numbered extracts. That way you can just split it and win the secure battle and just call it good. But I'm always worried that if my opponent just rolls well against me, uh, I'll get dazed and my web warriors will drop their objectives. My opponent will gain an equally strong extraction advantage against my secure advantage. And so it's it's kind of just up to you, whatever your play style is or comfort zone is. I think that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I like the single extracts for my Web Warriors, personally. I, I also like just having more options to, make, to get 14 points in Web Warriors, because, man, they love that 14 points. Because well, also, if you think about it, if your opponent walks up and finds the center turn one, and you just look at him like, oh, you, you're you going to be in so much pain now, because you just start weblining him all the way across the table, and he's like, mm-hmm. no! Like, he can't run away. He's and, slow. And not only and then you just beat the shit out of him, because he's he's lower defense. Right, and not only does Miles like to have it, he can also just take it. So Yeah, he would, you wouldn't even use Venomblast. You just beat the fuck out of yeah. him. It's like, uh, webline kick, your head comes off, oops, hey, look, I found a friend. Yeah. All right, let's do one more extract and then we'll call it for today because we had such a long intro today and we'll we'll finish up extracts next week instead of secures. Sound good, guys? Deal. Let's go. All right, final one for today. Everyone's favorite classic standard mission that everyone plays, Mystic Wakandan Herbs, fact or fiction? Fact. Uh, 15 point extraction. <laughs> um, Place two herb assets into the central points as de- deployed on map alpha. Place two vessels as target opportunities on the far points on map alpha. Interact with an herb token. Pick it up. Uh, a character holding an herb token cannot perform more than one move action per turn. Sound familiar? Uh, adds one die to its physical attack rolls. Interesting. That's also a little bit like the worthy. I don't think I've ever done that any time I've ever played one of these. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I don't even remember it Nobody that. knows that happens. Yeah. Uh, and the character gains the immunity to slow and stagger superpowers. Oh. Uh, herbs placed furthest from the player's board edge and vessels placed closest to the player's board edge are friendly to that character or that player. And then scoring. This is a very interesting one. A player scores four victory points if an allied character holding their herb token is contesting their vessel in the cleanup phase. So this is literally like capture the flag. You have to cross the table on your far left. There is an herb token that belongs to you. You have to pick it up and move back across the table to the opposite corner, your close right side. Uh, You can only move once per turn while doing so. So characters like Ghost Rider or... um, Miles are all really good at this. Someone who's fast uh, that can also move or place an additional time per turn. Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man's not bad. Um, so you you need to cross all the way back, and then in the cleanup phase, if you're contesting the the closest point to your uh, back right corner, you score four points. Um, so this is one that a lot of people try and play as a non-scenario because it's very difficult to accomplish this feat especially if you're trying to stop them because if you play somebody you can't pick up um actually i think this might have been errated or faq'd because they people have said that you cannot interact with your friendly herb or the herb that's friendly to your enemy if it's like close to your board edge 
And so you can't pick it up before they get a chance to go get it. But if they, if you have a character like Black Cat, you can burglary it off of them. So that they would have to then daze them to get it back and you just run away with it. So then they have to go catch you, track you down, kill you, pick up the token and walk one move action at a time all the way back across the table again. It's super easy to counter someone scoring this. So a lot of people try and play it as a non-scenario. It's a 15 point extract that you basically can't score. Speaking of, I should probably start playing this with Web Warriors. (laughs) That would be such a kick in the pants. It's like, oh, I found it, webline. No! Move, webline, move, webline, move, webline. This is the worst! They're like trying to run away and you just keep dragging them back. Uh, yeah, uh, but you can play this much like the Deadly Legacy virus, where you sell out your list to, to accomplish this, and you score a crazy amount of points really fast. Yep. You can go either way. That's one reason I Jeremy, like how many times have you scored herbs? Like, what percentage oh. of games on herbs do you score it? Um, 17 divided by 0 times 0. <laughs> 0. I've never scored You've never it. scored this? I've always I got once. fucked because every time my opponent will score it on me. Or nothing. Mm-hmm. There's all. It, yeah. I never get to do it. I think I, I scored it my first time when I played against John, I want to think it was, way back when. This is, like, almost pre... This was pre-lockdown. Uh, I scored it... But it was like, end of the game didn't matter. Like, I was so high up on attrition. I was like, screw this. I'm going to get points. And Captain America, like, waddled his slow ass all the way across the board (laughs) to score it. And I was like, the last turn, I was like, I'm just not going to kill your character so that I can get four points. (laughs) It's like, okay. Like, it was completely irrelevant to the game. Uh, Once against you, Jeremy, I almost scored it. But uh, I forgot. Uh, I actually, I think I moved twice. Because I forgot that you can only move once. I think I scored it with Vision, and he shouldn't have been able to. Uh, someone brought that up on one of our battle reports. Is that I, he said I moved twice, and I think he's right. Um, Parker, have you ever scored a Wakanda herb? Yep. Uh, Inhumans Ooh. have a weird uh, lockjaw. Yeah, you yeah, just it, call it lockjaw. Uh, well, it's actually lockjaw plus quicksilver. Um, so they have okay. So what happened? The speed longer. Uh, so yes. So longer. so basically, what happened the first turn of the game is. Lockjaw plays Quicksilver, so he was forward. Then I moved once with Quicksilver. Uh, no, no, I used his power. Speedster. I, I fe- yeah. Speedster. I speedster with Quicksilver. Uh, Lockjaw. Uh, yeah, interacted. Uh, did a basic attack, and the little thing went off. So I got to you move. Got to dash. Sh- yeah, I got to oh. dash. Yeah, then sucked. I moved long. And yeah. so on turn two, I was back on my point. Defenders, I think, have the best game into it because if you do the math on portals plus hell on wheels, it's like automatic. Like Ghost Rider just gets it, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it felt, it felt pretty good to do that. But I got everything to line up. You got to have. Yeah, and I I didn't sell out for it, but I did uh, have it as one of my. I mean, you had two. Indians. You had probably the second best combo of characters in the game. Yeah. Th- not because you were selling out, but because you were just randomly playing Inhumans. Yeah. Did you play Wakanda Herbs intentionally, or did yeah. your opponent choose it? No, I okay. picked it because. So you you knew that you had the strong combo and you abused it. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's not selling out, but I would argue that anytime you intentionally play Inhumans, you're selling out something like maybe your soul or like <laughs> dignity. Maybe I will but say. Yeah, maybe, I will say this: putting down put, putting down Lockjaw and Quicksilver in an Inhumans roster didn't feel like selling out because they, they commonly go down anyway. Um, but the fact that it was like I got Wakanda Nerves, I was like, okay, we'll try this, yeah. and it worked. 
Um, yeah. But I mean, your your strategy of gameplay was hard, like dramatically changed because of what mission you were playing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So I would I wouldn't call that necessarily selling out, but that's that's as close as you can get to selling out that there is. It was just it, because you didn't actually spend any resources. It was just convenient. Yeah. I think it's th- this one is usually a non. Usually it's a non one. Uh, usually I, a non scenario. I, I've picked it up before and had the ability to go get it, but here's the here's the other thing about this. If you do the math on a regular character, uh, most characters in the game, it's not physically possible to get there before like turn four or some nonsense. Yeah. So if like, you do the math, like like a double move on a medium ca- speed character can't get there. Right. The original broken way was you used Hella and Gamma Launch, so Hulk <laughs> would throw Hella turn one. Um. You would, and then, oh no, there was something else first. It was like, you tactical analysis with vision, she would, and Hela would walk forward short, and then Hulk would throw her range five. She would pick it up and move medium. Oh no, that's what it was. She would activate, uh, so sorry, yeah, Hulk would throw it forward, or throw Hela forward. She would activate, uh, move medium, interact, um, and then... Thor would event. Oh no, he threw Thor. Sorry, Thor would move medium, pick it up. Avengers assemble backwards, and Hela would move up, and you would play mission objective to transfer it, and then Hela would move over to the other point. It was really convoluted. It took like three characters and a shitload of power. It was really dumb. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, this one is one you have to be careful on. Make sure your opponent isn't like playing a lot of placing models that can move while they have extracts, like. For example, Lockjaw and Quicksilver, or uh, Portals and Defenders, or Ghost Rider, stuff like that. Like, but it's generally pretty safe most times. So I think this is one that you can try and like. If you're trying to play a uh, low-scoring extract mission, this is an option. Just be aware that there are people in the game that really abuse this mission. Mm-hmm. But it's very rare to see them in with a random chance. It also takes an incredible amount of time and energy to set up. Yeah, way. it does. <laughs> and it can be easily up. countered, like we were talking about. Like if you just have like a black cat or a quicksilver or some or like someone with webline, you can break it up really easily. Okay. So what a lot of people will try and do on this one is they'll at the end of a turn they'll double move and stand on it because you can't move twice. So they want to start within range to pick it up so that they can then move immediately after. And all you do is you just push them off the point, and then they have to move back and pick it up, and they can't yeah. move again. And so it it slows them down by an entire turn. Yeah, it's any. But that's the thing about it is it's so it's so silly because even if you pick it up, and let's say you're a regular move long character, I think it's a regular move long character double moves, picks it up, moves once, moves one more time. I don't think that's close enough. So it's like it's like it's like four, right? So, uh, so yeah, it, it, assuming your opponent doesn't do anything. Yeah, let's say turn nothing one, happens. you double move. Turn two, you pick it up, move, move. Turn three, turn four, move again. Maybe scored at the end of four. Yeah, if your opponent does nothing, right? Scored so, at the end of four. Congratulations, you scored four victory points because your opponent never yeah. decided to touch you while you walked across the center of the board. And <laughs> well, you walk, you literally walk like to their the deployment yeah. zone, you, and you then walk diagonally across the center yes. of the table. Yeah, there's like it's so 
And here's the thing. As soon as your opponent, like you said, has any throw or advance you <laughs> or push you or place you Mind or anything, stone, yeah, any of that stuff, anything, yeah, you're crippling. now doing it till turn five. So mm-hmm. on turn five, you might score four points. Or they just attack points. you. you know, or they, they just, just attack you. You. Yeah. you drop it. They place it outside of range one, obviously. You have to move back to it, pick it up, and stand there again. Yes. Like, it's so hard. So it's so the point is, yeah. unless you have something that you're purposely trying to do it, like Lockjaw or Ghost Rider or yeah. uh, uh, you know, Amazing Spider-Man or something that can make it actually happen that is really silly to try. Oh, man. You know, I just realized what Kitty Pride's going to do when she comes to the game, Shadow Cat. She's just going to have a base with no stat line. She's not. She's gonna be intangible the entire game, and she's just gonna like walk up, pick up the herb, and slowly walk across the table. She has no rules, no stats, but she can't be attacked because she has no stats. She's just gonna wander across the fucking table, invisible, basically. We, we already like have. You, we already son have. Of a, a bitch. We already have a character that can like, lower his density, and he could die like a bitch. So yeah. I. So I don't think I don't think Shadowcat's gonna be involved. Well, he's just not as good at it. Right. That's his problem. <laughs> Well, he's not a mutant. That's right. He is not a mutant. He's just a robot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for our mission discussion today. We'll come back with the rest of the extracts next week. I learned um, something. Did you? What'd you learn? Oh, I learned. Stop playing. Re- yeah, the, with Dynamite. The, the I, legacy I, 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 I'm not lying. Uh, I have been playing with Le- I, the, the My current list doesn't have Legacy Cure in it, but I was playing it for it with it for a while because it had the number 19 on it. I didn't care anything else. But that yeah. was that was a bad idea. I should have I should have been willing to play a point up or down and not uh, give my opponent easy wins because of that. Well, now that you have three different point costs for Wolverine, maybe you'll be able to do that. Yeah, buddy. I don't know why I messed up the formatting on my document. That's weird. Alrighty. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us today. Hopefully you guys had a good time. Uh, this has been Brandon. And Dr. Mantis DeBogan, MD. And Wolverines. Wolverines. <laughs> I hate them. Nice. Wolverines. Wolverines. Uh, and you have just listened to a podcast in crisis. So what are we going to call this thing? I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. So yeah, we're going to do a entirely Chiefs podcast. Uh, it's all we're going to talk about is Chiefs stuff and how awesome the Chiefs are. And Chiefs. go. <laughs> go. Oh, I mean, I could talk for three hours about this last game. Oh my god. Ugh. I mean, that shit is magic, right? Like, that's the stuff that like yeah. your granddad would talk about when he talked about going and he saw like fucking Mickey Mantle. And he saw the yeah. one where he hit it out of the ballpark and everybody went and got, wait, that's from Goodwill Hunting. However, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, that's, that was a story to be made that will be told forever. Mm-hmm. Like so epic. Yeah. That has immediately become the like go-to like, like example of like what happens when you are the, like that's like superhero levels of 
like was it like legend almost like like you can't compare that to other games Mm-mm. because of how absolutely insane it was uh did you guys see the win probability graph yes that was insane <laughs> It's like it kind of like kind of like follows like 50-50 most of the game it spikes a little bit in between all the scores like it does and then it hits the 2 minute warning and it literally just hits like is like pong bouncing off the roof and the ceiling back and forth. Yep. It's like who's going to win big 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 like oh my god. It was uh it was truly like watching World Series of Poker and each card mm-hmm. that dropped it was like he's got a flush. Yeah. He's got a higher flush. He's got a royal flush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. <clears throat> That's like when I was trying to tell uh, what's-his-name to just try, right? Like, yeah, you know what? That's we could what win he if meant. you would just fucking try. <laughs> if you just try, anything could happen. Just put effort forward. Um, so that that article I linked in the, um, the football chat mm-hmm. is uh, a guy named Seth Kaiser. He's a lifelong Chiefs fan, but he's also a film analyst. And so he's an amateur film analyst. He didn't use to, well, he's not, he's professional now, but he for a long time was just an amateur film analyst. He would watch the coach's film and break down the game and analyze players. But he's been doing it for over 10 years now. So now he's actually like really good at it. And he got hired by the athletic and I think sports illustrated has him do a column now, but uh, so he's getting pretty famous, but he's, he's just a really good guy too. Like he's a family guy and like, so his, his son sh- like videoed him watching the final seconds of the Super Bowl, and literally he's just crying and hugging his other son, like he was like so happy that the Chiefs finally got there. Uh, but anyway, he was he was breaking down Patrick Mahomes's film, and he's like, "There is no such thing as a perfect game in football, right? Like a player cannot have a perfect mm-hmm. game. There's always it's just the nature of the beast. Like there's so much going on, you can always do something better." But he's like, this is the closest a quarterback has ever played a perfect game in the history of, like, football. Like, ever. He's like, he charted, like, because a lot of his his incompletes were drops or throwaways. Like, there's only, like, two passes he made that were off target the entire game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so good. It was something else, man. It, uh, at Rock and Brews, it was completely exploding. Like, mm-hmm. it was fucking crazy. First off, uh watching the game before it and cheering and booing and cheering that one that was pretty mm-hmm. fun and uh <laughs> after that one ended it was it was nice it felt pretty good it felt pretty good it was a good start yeah it's like see you later buddy uh and then get out of here oh, tired so... of your shit did you see the meme it's the stepbrothers picture and they call yeah. it Couch Brothers. I, I'm the one that sent that oh, yeah. to you. No. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Dude, I've seen so many memes. It's There's no way to know mm-hmm. who sent what to who. Yeah, like, it's, just, it's just a C. I love the one uh, The one I sent you about Step Brothers was, uh, you're dead. I saw you died. <laughs> oh, like, no, I, I saw that. I was faking. One. Yeah. I, was, I used ninja training to slow my heart rate. <laughs> yeah, the other one was Couch Brothers, and it showed them both sitting there on the, like they were like on the couch together having to mm-hmm. watch the game. Uh, my, one of my favorites, and I don't remember who did this one. It could be you, but uh, <laughs> it was uh Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of mine. <laughs> Here, I'll pull it up real quick. It was a good one. Uh, was that on Messenger? I think I sent that to you. There's no telling. Yeah. Here, let's see. Constance. Not. I assume you don't care if I say your real name, right? No, it's fine. Just confirming. It's on my real name is on Discord and also Facebook and everywhere. I figured. Yeah. That's my. It's like you don't give a shit. No. 
How did I send this? I must have posted it in just the football Oh, it's just chat, in the football point. Yeah. Yeah. Man fucks uh, entire man fu- city. Man fucks entire city of <laughs> Buffalo in 13 seconds. Uh, yeah, and like um the girl I was with truly loves football, man. Like seriously, like intensely loves football. It was such a good time. So uh you and her are getting season tickets, right? Um <laughs> might be a little early to make that call. Hey, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Here's a crazy stat. For the entire postseason, uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, when targeted by passing, have a 158.1 quarterback rating. He missed the maximum by .2. <laughs> How is, and you know they're getting double teamed on like every play. <laughs> oh, so man. I'm so excited about this next Sunday game. It's not going to be half as good. I don't think it will. I don't think it can be. No. Like, can you imagine if there's three of these games or two of these games in a row? Holy shit, dude! Did you watch all the other games this weekend? Last weekend, I, people are saying it was the greatest weekend of football. They were ever. so good. Like every game, yeah, so good. Every, every game. game. Well, you, actually, the Rams Bucks game was not actually a good game. The Rams just tried as hard as they could to have diarrhea all over themselves <laughs> in the middle of the fourth quarter. It was like, what the fuck? It's like four consecutive fumbles, one of which was like untouched. Dude, like, come on. There was no pass interference flags all weekend except yeah. except when they needed it. They're like, come on, buddy. We're going to let you back in this game. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was so frustrating. Yeah, I don't think games are truly rigged, but I do think that there's a narrative the NFL tries to push because their goal is to get ratings and market share. Yeah. So there's sometimes when it's like the team that's massively popular that everyone wants to see is losing. They tend to get the calls and uh, or the up and comers will tend to get the calls. And I'm like, okay, guys, come on. And there's also a bit of a narrative where they try and keep games close. If you ever watch it, the leaders, like, if you're up two scores, you don't get flags, period. Like, not at all. And the other team will get flags even when it's not there sometimes. And so I think that's a little intentional because, you know, competitive games are, you know, make better ratings and, you know, keep it close for the spread. But <laughs> mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah, I, think, I think there's a little bit of that. It's not ham-handed, but sometimes it looks bad. And the problem is if you make a, a truly bad call but from your perspective, you just didn't have a good angle on it and you, you throw the flag at a bad time and it plays into that narrative. It just looks so much worse. It looks like you're trying to fix the game. And so I, I get that the refs have a hard job, but some of them are truly bad. There's been a lot, a, a lot of, uh, a lot to do about refs this year. Yeah. Did you see the, no, uh, this is, the this little... has been the second re- worst year of refing ever. The worst year was the lockout year when they were on strike and they literally hired amateur refs. Oh my God. And they had the, what they called the fail Mary, which is the, they threw up a jump ball in the end zone and the receiver and the defender came down with it. Like at the same time, they called it an interception. What? <laughs> yeah. One, one ref signals touchdown and the ref standing next to him, points turnover <laughs> it's just like what <laughs> the fail mary and the, yeah it, carl loves to talk about that one because it was uh it tur- it changed the, the outcome of the game and the cowboys lost i'm gonna say it was probably a cowboys game yeah. yeah it was bad yeah of course it was a cowboys game i wonder if there's a good picture of it fail mary uh here's a picture oh boy <laughs> oh god there's not a much better picture than that 
This looks staged. It doesn't even look like a real photo. It's so bad. Here, I'm going to post it in the chat. So yeah, one ref is pointing turnover. The other ref is signaling touchdown. And the guys are hand fighting for the ball. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. This This isn't the Cowboys one. This is a different one. That looks like Photoshop. It's not? It looks photoshopped. Yeah, it's not photoshopped. This is what happened in a real game. Wow. This was during the ref strike, and they were they had uh, just random dudes in there. <laughs> anyway, fun football stuff. So what should we actually talk about today? Because I will keep going. I mean, the only thing so I we, see... So just... Some, some, that's some minor news. Something that I find interesting every time I build a list and every time I get to the table is tactics cards. I know you only get to pick two that even matter, but it always seems like those that's the most colorful part of the game anymore. And I don't know if there's something there to it. Like what and they're so impactful. Wanna, like tactics cards are crazy impactful. Are. Do you want to talk about like tactics cards? Because I don't think we're ready for that. I want to I want to give it a little bit more time and kind of let things. I guess one thing that we could talk about is should they go to one restricted card? Maybe is two too many? Maybe because I think one now, regardless of what list you're playing, it's a discussion. I know like, now that they've like it's given... no longer obvious. Yeah, because med pack and field dressing pair so well together that yeah. it's like it's hard to get out of that rut. But even if you go like, well, I'm doing field dressing brace because I'm playing convocation, and my physical defense sucks. I get that, but that's just going to immediately change as soon as the the new card comes out, and then you're going to play field dressing med pack and uh, what is it called? What's the new Colossus card called? Oh, what is that one called? It's like the can't be thrown thing, yeah. resilient or something like that. Uh, I want to say domination. It's not domination. Something like uh, indomitable. There we indomitable. go. Indomitable. That sounds Parker. Great. I can't hear you. Sorry. Yeah, Parker's quiet. Better is it better now? Does that? Oh, were you chewing ice? No, I wasn't. Wait, hold on. I should still muted. No, I was I was muted for a second. Oh, okay. Okay. Am I really quiet still? Do you? No, you sound okay now. Test, 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 test. You are still quiet. Quieter than you normally are. Yeah. I am not doing anything different. Let me check. Jeremy, sound check. Sound check, one, two, three. Yeah, Jeremy's like 30% louder than you. Let me see. Check your, uh, your mic volume. Make sure it's at 90. You should be able to see it from Audacity. There's a mic volume meter. It's at 100 right now, which is... Not... That should not be at 100. Um, test, test, test. Is that quieter? It's same. The same. Yeah. yeah we'll yeah. put it down to 90. Is it... Re- I mean, it's recording off of your headset, right? Yeah, re- yep. Parker, check the volume on your headset. Is there a volume... A mic volume? Is there a mic headset? volume on your headset? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. There it is. Yep. There it is. It's this. <laughs> it's yep. this. Uh, it was this. I found go, it. Go down. Go down. Go down. Why? It's big. Go about two thirds that. Test, test, test. Test, test, test. Sounds good. Sounds one, two, three. Parker, go up 10%. Checking sound check. Checking sound. That's good. Okay. That's good. All right. Fucking. Don't move that dial. Got it. I think I brushed it. I think I brushed it with my hand when I was trying to mute because it's near the mute button. Yeah. It's near the idiot button, yeah. which you're just fucking jamming at all times. All the, all the idiots, all the time. Uh, so here's some generic ones we've talked about before. Um, top three models in the meta today. That was a fun one. 
uh, best character combos, like characters that pair well that aren't obvious. <laughs> we can talk about mission breakdown. I feel like we're getting pretty close to that finally happening because of how important missions are with the uh, random flips. Hmm. Yeah. You want to talk about missions? We haven't talked about missions in a while. I mean, we've we've ranted about missions. I was going to say, like, what can we format? do it? Like, what, can what we do, do it without talking about how much we don't like that it's random? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I was talking about basically is we could just go through each mission one by one and talk about why you should play it, why you should not play it, stuff like that. Okay. That's a good chunky one. Or we could do extracts this time and secures next time. Yeah. Do we want to do like good. who's the best at it and who's the worst at it? Like don't do this one. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. And I think it's more relevant now because you have less control like we've talked about before. So yeah. I think it'll be important. Yeah, I like that. Let's do extracts this time and secures next time. That'll be good content, I think. Yeah, I th- I, and I think it's something that a lot of folks, especially in our meta, the people that play with us, don't have a clue about. Like, it's very... Uh, yeah, that's fair. Some of these are so such a big deal and people don't realize it. And just because you're winning on it doesn't mean you should have. Like, there's right. some stuff going on that's, like, real bad lately. I'm like, Yeah, like, for example, I was seeing... I saw John play, I think it was three games in a row with Ghost Rider and got to play Worthy. Because everyone was running worthy that day. And I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? He's going to win. Like, he's got Ghost Rider. Why are you letting Ghost Rider play on worthy? It's not okay. Oh, my God. He hits so hard with hammers. Yeah. From so far away. Parker knows how hard it is to stop Ghost Rider with hammers. Yeah. (laughs) And he was, you were even able to teleport to him. And it was still almost impossible. I want to see a three three hammer Ghost Rider have to do... uh, his tactics card <laughs> for seven. Who who cares? <laughs> Everyone's dead. Who's That's attacking? true. Oh my god! I would like to do penance stare. Please uh, defend against thirteen mystic. <laughs> <You're> like, what? <laughs> it's like you fucked. Here's here's my spray attack for like fucking eight or nine dice. You're like oh my god. It's a good thing that he can't line that up really easily. Oh wait, shit. I don't know that eight health's okay with that dude, man. I, 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 it's a lot of health. Uh, I think that they've uh, they definitely went too far. He's on he's him. a serious aggro model now, man. That guy is so yeah. aggro. I think just changing his power collection thing was enough. I think they went overboard with the hit points. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it because we have a pretty chunky uh, uh, topic today, and then if we have time after, we'll talk about chief stuff. All right. Sound good? Deal. <clears throat> oh my god that was a good one you guys like that i liked it i liked it oh boy so uh have you guys seen the um episode of always sunny when frank tries to retire uh from so i want to get sewed into the couch no no that is not that's the christmas episode that's the Christmas episode. Oh. No, no. Uh, he decides to retire from being part of the gang. Oh, huh. uh Yeah, it's it's one of the funniest episodes of the entire show. It's fucking hysterical. Is that where he goes to another gang and... I'm a man, uh, No, no, that's that that's one? when they kick him out. Oh. They kick him out of the gang. No, he tries to retire from owning the bar. And so immediately, they're like, wait, Frank's leaving? And he's like, yeah, I'm out. I'm done with this. I'm going to go. I'm going to go retire. And he just walks out of the bar and like doesn't talk to anybody. And so Dennis and D immediately go, 
okay, well, we're his children, so we inherit the bar. Like we own the bar again, and he's and then Mac is Mac and Charlie are like you guys aren't his kids. We've already established this. Like you guys are not related to that man. He's like yeah yeah, yeah but but he raised us so it counts. <laughs> like so so they basically get into this giant like like war between the gang over who's going to own the bar, and so because they can't revert back to the original ownership because Charlie ate all of his shares. <laughs> anyway, and so. That gets to the point where where is I going with this? I totally forgot. It. Oh yeah, yeah. Mac is trying to um, basically win between Charlie and the 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 siblings because there's this theory that Charlie is actually Frank's son at one point in the show, and so they're like, which of you is actually related to this person, and who's gonna get the bar? And so Mac is clearly playing both sides, right? It's extremely obvious he's not hiding at all. And at one point, he actually just says, no, you see, I'm playing both sides. So no matter no matter what happens, I come out on top. And they're like, you shouldn't tell us that because we know you're going to screw us over at the first opportunity. And he's like, should I not have said that? What if we swear a blood oath? And he like holds out his hand. He has this really gruesome cut where he tried to swear a blood oath with Charlie earlier. Oh, <laughs> he's God. like, let me just open up. So he grabs the lemon knife off the counter and just slices his fucking hand back open. <laughs> and he immediately starts screaming. He's like, oh, that was the lemon knife. <laughs> like, it was pretty funny. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, someone was using the uh, I'm playing both sides meme because of stuff that was happening in the Chiefs game. Anyway, it's Frank. Cool. All right, I'm tired. Let's wrap this up. You're tired? Yes. Yeah, I'm done for as well. Wow, you guys do seem really tired. <sighs> yeah, I have to cook at work now. Like, I'm getting my ass kicked. I'm in between fucking hiring people. Oh, yeah? you hiring new people? That's yep. always rough. Yep. The fun part is when you get to fire them the next day, though. No, it. I, the joy of firing people has left me a long time ago. I'm right. numb. You guys like rock music, right? Sure. Do you know which rock group has four members, but none of them sing? I hate Mount you Rushmore. so much. I hate you so much. I knew, I was, as Rushmore. soon as you said that, I was like, it's got something to do with actual rocks. You guys were trying to hurry up and get out of here, so you, had me, you made me force it in there. Oh, I liked oh. it. I, this is a good joke. I could have gone with this one. Uh, why can't blind people eat fish? Because it's seafood. Oh my god. Parker's actually laughing. I like that one. <laughs> alright, alright. Let's 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 go ahead and wrap it up, guys. Um, 